and welcome again to episode three of the Vlix podcast. I am Jabo. Joined with you today with Pete. Yes. Danon. Hello. And Ken. Oh yeah. Ken is uh, sticking in for the um, sidekick of the uh, Kool Aid Man. Of instead of oh yeah, it's oh yes. No, that was that in was much, in a much more mellow voice. It was very white. It was so he doesn't like crash through walls. He just yeah, knocks on the door. Knocks on the door. And walks slowly through. pushes through your screen door. Right. It's open. Oh yeah. <laughs> he still breaks screen? in. He he oh, pours. Yeah. See he he pours himself through the screen. Thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> oh yes. Thirsty. Good, e- good evening, ladies. Oh yeah. So how's everybody's week been? That's pretty much says it all what I just did there. Right. Yeah, sign. My week's been fantastic. We're cold opening suicide, so. Yeah, we're going to open with, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about suicide. And, oh, I'm know, sorry, people. Don't forget that according to Johnny Mandel, suicide is painless. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the song. Um, yeah, the MASH song, yes. So just so you know, we do not advocate for anybody, and if you are experiencing anything or thinking of hurting yourself, please, please, please seek assistance. Uh, today, though, we are going to be talking about the... Netflix show 13 Reasons Why, and the new ABC show A Million Little Things. Uh, just before we started, we took a gander at the at the new show on ABC with the trailer. And uh, when I saw that trailer uh, a couple weeks ago, it got me thinking about, you know, watching 13 Reasons Why and, you know, the big stank that everybody threw out on social media and stuff about the show and how it was glorifying suicide and stuff of that nature and you know i don't know i really when i when i personally watched the show i didn't see glorification with it i saw a story of a person who wasn't able to find their way out of way out of dread so but like i enjoyed watching the show like I felt connected with the characters, especially in season one. Uh, season two, not so much, personally. So, um, Pete has you watched part of the season? I watched the first probably four episodes of season one. Um, I didn't like it as a show. Um, I just, I just didn't feel it was written well. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I couldn't really get into it. And a lot of the times, a lot of it kind of just annoyed me. And I'm not saying that suicide is annoying. I'm saying the show was annoying. <laughs> did you Did you read the book at all? I didn't know it was a book. It's, yeah, so it was based on a book. Didn't know that. So, what about you, Dayton? Did you guys watch? I had the... no experience with it other than uh, Melissa watched. I think the whole first season. Okay. And did you guys talk about it? I feel like we did have one conversation, but I don't really remember. Okay. So you did you? So you actually haven't seen any of those shows? No. And Ken, no. what about you? Uh, I've, I've I've watched all the episodes of, of both seasons. And how did you feel about the reaction from the public about the show? I think that. Um, I think I, I think that there's a perception that talking about something is instantly glorifying it, which is not true. I think the the, the purpose of the uh, first season was as a, to serve as a cautionary tale and to demonstrate 
how suicide affects the people who are left behind, um, which I think is a is a crucial. Is a, I, I admire their attempt to make people understand that, especially people who maybe may have been contemplating suicide um, as uh, as a survivor of uh, of someone who has, of, of my uh, having a, having had a family member commit suicide. Um, I understand. Uh, I, I appreciate their attempts to, to to kind of illustrate that for people. Um, I had some issues with the uh, the way the, the way it was constructed, um, and, uh, and 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 how they the, the premise of the show. But uh, I, 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 do, I I do admire the work that they that they were try- what they were trying to do. I second that. I mean, any attempt like that to shed light on on something. Um, like suicide is good. Um, again, I, I feel like it didn't quite hit the way it needed to. At least for you, right? Yeah, for me, for sure. I mean, it did for some people, but I don't think it glorified it. I mean, like as to what Ken said, just talking about something in the media doesn't glorify it. Right. If anything, that's better and brings more awareness. Have you had anybody that you've known? No, I'm lucky to have not, but I have known um, people that have tried. Right. I had a cousin who succeeded back when I was a young teen. But um, I've had friends say they're going to do it, you know, like they're having a bad day or something like that, you know. But I've never actually, like had anybody that I felt was like being 100% like serious with it you know you know people are like man I just killed myself because today sucked type of thing so but what about you Danon uh, am I going to kill myself because today sucked Dan- so Danon had an issue with a, a robot breaking and he's having a rough time with it today so but no just in general no just in general yeah, I'm probably not going to kill myself. Do you need a hug? Do we need to hug it out? Do, do you need a group hug? Should we do this on the break, guys? Right. No. Because um, as, we, as we were talking about before we started recording, Pete gets handsy. I know. That's true. That's part of the reason. You never know. I mean, getting getting it's felt up might, you it know, might, might warm might, you might, up. Maybe a boost. I give you warnings. <laughs> right. He's, coming in. Coming in <laughs> hot. Coming in hot. <laughs> Um, I really don't know what the conversation is anymore. What's going on? We're we're wondering if you knew somebody that had committed suicide. My high school guidance counselor. Yours as well, maybe. Really? Yeah. Remember the the, the braces? Weird dude. I talked to him like oh, four times yeah. ever because that was mandatory. And then found out after he, our senior year, maybe like a year after that, he drove off the Mackinac Bridge or something. Wow! No, I didn't. He drove off the. I didn't have that, that is rather dramatic fashion. I've thought about that several times since. Of driving seems, off? Yeah, why not? Like, like if that's the way it, you're gonna go. Right? I, I, well, would agree. I It seems like you'd have to. You could screw that one up. There's too many variables. Yeah. No, yeah. You no, there's not. If you if you make it off the bridge, you're done. Well, that's the thing, though. If you don't make it off the bridge, then you're just an asshole who crashed his car on the bridge. And then you gotta like what? Get out of your crashed car and then jump off on your own, and then everyone thinks you're just a complete idiot. Well, then you're doing it because you crashed a car and you're embarrassed. No, I I would think that you're still on on course for, for well, killing yourself. Well, that's actually, what everybody else is gonna think. 
getting getting back to the the million little things though with the in the trailer the friend gets a phone call he's about to eat a whole bunch of pills and kill himself right right and then his one friend calls him and says oh our other friend just killed himself and then he spits out all the pills and doesn't kill himself well we, I, we think, that's, think what, we think that's what happened well okay so that's the way that the trailer led the way, the, the way the trailer portrays it that's what happened right, right. which i don't know maybe i'm crazy it seems like you would just think oh i'm onto something here right like go team Let's just go ahead and swallow these pills that are already in my mouth with a glass of water. Like, I don't know if you'd spit that one out. Like, I don't know, but I guess anything can get you to stop and change your mind for a minute. True. Well, which is why that you contact people if you're thinking well, there, about doing that. Yes, there are, um, there, are, there are suicide attempts that are genuine suicide attempts, and there are, two, there are suicide attempts that are cries for help. And um, recognizing one which, taking the pills, uh, may very well have been, um, recognizing one can oftentimes uh, deter the second, usually more successful, attempt. Uh, I I, I read somewhere once that uh, people who actually commit suicide rarely do it on the first try. Hmm. Um, It's usually a a second or third or fourth attempt. Seems half-assed and poorly planned. Well, there's also um, men more than women because of the ways men do it. Men generally shoot themselves or jump off a building. Um, women usually use, and this is um, from my psychology days, um, use drugs and other forms. Right. Yeah. Now, in your, in, in your psych classes, Pete, do they talk about the difference? Because um, there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's a notion that people who, you, who take pills don't really mean it. Um, that has been expressed, um, but only because the people that take the pills generally sur- have a, a better survival rate than those that try to kill themselves See, I, in I other think, ways. I, I think one of the reasons that, um, and, I, and I have no scientific evidence to back this up, um, but I think that um, you see women using taking pills and things like that, A, it's less violent, as, as women by nature are. Um, but also, I think that if they are attempting to cry for help, women have been conditioned to communicate better than you know. Men, traditionally speaking, have been taught to internalize issues, so they have a harder time speaking out um, right. or, or asking for help. If uh, you know, if 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 the maxim is true that you know people who take pills um, don't really mean it, which I don't necessarily know that that's the truth, but that's you know that's that's the conclusion that one draws. Um, I wonder if there's a there's an element in there of women of, of that that being a cry for help. So, that, um, because they're you know it's it's a method of communication that, that they're more likely to, to to employ. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's possible, but there's also fear that you have to overcome. So they won't take a whole handful of pills. They might take two or three extra mm-hmm. because there's that fear that holds them back. So it may be a cry for help, or it, or it might be just that the fear that, that holds you back. Because if you're going to shoot, like why, why men usually end it um, more successfully, um, it's because they usually choose the ones that, that you don't miss, like guns. Or driving yourself off a bridge. Or driving yourself off a bridge, or jumping off a building. Which, um, is, which is essentially the same thing. 
Yeah, essentially it's the same thing. If you jump off the Mackinac Bridge, you're basically jumping off a building. It's not you're not gonna drown. The impact's mm-hmm. going to kill you. Yeah. Right. But generally, I mean, there's no, there's that's not a, there's no cry. I mean, it might be a cry for help, but there's no coming back from that cry. What if it's a really wavy day? Will the impact still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the, the speed at it's which like you're traveling. Um, unless you're wearing a wingsuit. And the, and, the, and the winds and the straits are strong. Uh, it's the impact that does it. It doesn't matter if you hit a wave, hit a wave or not. What if the wave catches you? Well, then you live, and then you become quite possibly then you, then you nominated drown. for sainthood at some point. Yeah, that's that would be that would that would be biblical. It would be biblical. That's exactly what it would be. Is biblical? You would be converted. Interesting. That's or pissed thing. off that you that have to do it again. That would be the hand again. of God coming <laughs> down off. from upon high. Swim out to shore, um, soaking to, wet. What is the opposite of, sm- of the smiting someone? I'm sorry, Daniel was saying something about. Oh, uh, is, that would be the hand of God coming down from upon high to whatever the opposite of smiting someone is. Yeah. Uh, to it actually saving, saving them. Yeah, that, burdening you with glorious purpose. I think. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what it would be if something like that happened. Hmm. Interesting. I never thought of it that way. Right, but I mean, and then there are those um, women tend to be cutters too, um, which is another kind of passive way to do it. Oh, if you're going across the road, way. not down the street. What's that? If you're going across the road, not down the street. Well, a lot of well, if they're going across the road, I mean, usually youngers, youngers, younglings. Because they don't the know. Do the yeah, because they don't know. And because actually all the portrayals of it on TV are across the street, not down the but road. Fortunately for us, 13 Reasons Why I solved that little one uh, for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in pretty graphic detail. Um, also. Uh, I don't like that it kind of showed of, everybody part of, part how of to the do cautionary it. Tale. Uh, I guess. But is it more of a. If we hide what it really is, are we just kind of like babying and saying, well, that really doesn't happen, guys. It's there. You hear so about you, it. But you it's, pretend it doesn't happen. It doesn't, you know. Not you, talking about it gives us, talking about it takes away its power. Not talking about it gives it power. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Like Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't talk about him. Yeah, I mean, you got to talk about these things. I think uh, again, speaking of someone who, uh, who who has had a family member commit suicide, I fully support anything that furthers the conversation, that talk, that, that gets people talking about about suicide and, and 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 all of the things that are associated with it. Um, so well, they, while while I found while I found season two to be significantly less. Everything than season one. Uh, if there's any reasons why, uh, I, I I still I, I applaud their their attempts to uh, continue the conversation. This seems like to me also like what you were just saying is showcase not shouldn't say showcasing but portraying it and showing it out like how it really is can help lead to hopefully people reaching out and speaking about it. As the trailer showed for uh, a million little things. The one guy at one point goes like, we don't, we all met because of this reason and we're sitting in this room talking to each other, but we don't actually talk to each other. You know, that was like one of the things that struck me the most about it. It's just like, 
you know, you always have those conversations with your friends and stuff like that. Hey, how you doing? We should hang out soon. Go get a beer or whatever, you know. And it's like, yeah, we should. And then you don't talk to each other again for another couple of weeks. You know what I mean? So while they're your friends and everything, and you're, like, close to them and stuff like that, it's like, are you really? Well, another thing is um, family needs to talk to family. I think that's your go-to right there. I mean, you have to be able to talk to your family about these things, and your family has to listen and make the effort to talk. Um, I'm going to ask you guys this question. Um, Do you think it's more prevalent now? than it was or do we just know more about it now about suicide in general? yeah yeah does it happen more now than it used to when we were growing up or is it just we we hear about it more now as is the case with uh tra- with human trafficking i think it's a little bit of column a and a little, little of column b yeah i, I think agree. that uh you know people uh are definitely do more of it, but I think we're obviously more aware of it uh, than we used to be because of the 24-hour news cycle. Well, it's just like this, though. Think of this. How many... We live in we live in Genesee County, Michigan. There's roughly 400,000 people. Of those 400,000 people, how many of them do you actually know? How many do I actually know of the... Yeah, of that 400,000. Define, like, define no, no. Yeah, define no. Like, do I like just know their names and have spoken to them once or yeah. speak to them a lot? You tell me. Well, how do you want to define it? Cast your net as far as you can. I mean, yeah. Cast my net as far as I can. How many people do I know? At 400,000 people, I probably know... 50? No, most yeah. going to be more than that. I say like 1,000. I'm probably like I would remember the names. I would remember the names and talk to about 200 people. I would right. say on a pretty regular basis. But there's like the cashier at Speedway or Kroger that you know. Right. Like, I've seen that person. Yeah, we're finally exchanged place with where you see them. them. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know them somewhere else. You know, you run to them, you recognize them. So yeah, that's probably a fair, fair number, Dana. Probably a thousand. Yeah, seems pretty normal. That's that seems pretty fair. But yeah, so that's. Three hundred ninety thousand people that you don't know, right? Yeah, can you can you even fathom that number of how, knowing that many people at one time? Four hundred thousand. You you I you know. you couldn't. I think you just forget you knew them. So yeah. so that could good for faces, and that doesn't count for like Twitter followers. Or people say, yeah, on we're talking Facebook. about Facebook. If you if you consider yourself knowing Twitter followers, then yeah. You know millions of people, but yeah, but no. you don't actually know them. You don't actually no, know people you that you've never. Well, met I don't. I have like six people following me, but same. And we but, have about six people following this. So, so my my point to this, what I'm trying to get at is that there's that whole they call it the five degrees of separation. I'm sure everybody's heard is of it. Is it nine to five now? It used to be six. I thought is it, it was. Six? I thought it was six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's six degrees of separation. Will Will Smith was in that movie. Um... Do you which know, is where the, which is where the six degrees of Kevin Bacon came from. Uh, it's actually not Kevin Bacon anymore. I th- it might be Dennis Hopper now or something like that. No, nobody cares about Dennis Hopper. But nobody cares about you. But in terms no, of like don't. in terms of like me. connections, like it shifts periodically off of Kevin Bacon to someone else. It's it like, should it never shift off of Kevin. Hasn't Bacon. been Kevin Bacon for a number of years now. But um, I, it, I, my question stands: Is it down to five now? I don't know. Let me see if I can. In, incre- in, an, in an increasingly connected world. But anyways, have, have you, you heard about this before, Pete? Heard about what? You think every person you, you know, and every person they know, and every person they know, so on and so forth, every, every person on the planet is six people away from knowing everyone else. 
like maybe in one country. No, in no, the entire total, world. Total world. You're six people away from knowing everybody. Somebody you know who knows somebody they know somebody else who knows someone else who knows someone else who knows someone else who knows somebody in China who knows you know they're all connected and then somebody else knows somebody from China, from Germany and those all you know so everybody's six people away from knowing everybody else. In China. I feel like I've met people who who wouldn't get six degrees out of Bertucky. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't seems know. Seems a bit far fetched. But yeah. that person knows someone else. Six degrees of separation is the idea that all living things and everything else in the world are six or few, six or fewer steps away from each other, so that a chain of a friend of a friend statements can be made to connect any two people in a maximum of six steps. It was originally set out by Frigge's. Oh, I can't say this person's last name in 1929, and popularized and. And Epinonis 1990 play written by John Guar. Okay, but that was just a theory, right? There's no actual practical knowledge behind it? Like nobody's actually done a study to find out how many degrees of separation Dana is from uh, an Eskimo? Right. Or just go through the Chinese phone book, pick a guy, and then can you can you connect us in six? Right. So this is just purely hypothesis. Well, I guess there's that, that has chance. been my cousin is popularized in Hong Kong and is married to a woman from there. So they might know someone who knows someone who knows someone. So it's one, two, three in. Well, him and her. And that's four chances to get somebody in that village in China. Possible. So I'm not sure what it has to do with suicide. referencing the uh, the the Kevin Bacon being the center of the Hollywood universe. Six degrees mm-hmm. of Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon was never the center of the Hollywood universe, and not the most linkable actor. That's a lie. Um, Just because you dream. Other about centers him. of the uh, have included Rod Steiger, Donald Sutherland, Eric Roberts, Dennis Hopper, and Harvey Keitel. That's all so lies. it change it it changes regularly with uh, with the new movies that come out and depending on who's in them and who, who does a movie with somebody they've never done before and, and things like that. Yeah, but that's just that. Hollywood. That's, uh, that's not what I'm saying. The, the Hollywood. World. Yeah, that, that, but that's what I'm talking about. Six years of Kevin Bacon. Okay. That's yeah. It's Kevin Kevin Bacon supposedly the center of the Hollywood universe. Okay. So somebody actually took the made an algorithm and used it with social media. What? Specifically, Twitter. Twitter. What do you feel is the steps of separation for Twitter that this algorithm found? I don't know. Probably three. He's got some three. What's your guess? Um, six. You're gonna stick with the six, Ken? One. One. Hmm. Can't be just one. Yeah, I don't know everybody in Twitter. But somebody you follow on Twitter follows somebody else who follows Donald Trump who has 15 million Twitter followers, etc., etc., etc. But that's four. <laughs> Two. Two. Pete wins because the price rate rules. 3.43. Right, but that's Twitter. You don't know those people. You don't actually know them. Right, but applying that logic to Twitter, that's what happens. Which is, which is sensible because I, I know people who follow Donald Trump. Right, that makes sense. But again, you don't actually know those people. 
It doesn't, it doesn't no, say, I know them. It says you can you connect know not just on Twitter. Not this isn't this sticks this isn't separation it's, it's, isn't knowing. It's connections. It's connections. So you don't have to know that person. Is that you can make a connection to somebody with with six or less. So which one? Individuals. Which one of the, which one of my people knows Bill Gates? Because I need some money. Mm-hmm. I got I got plans. You know. As well, that he's three steps away, man. I know. So somebody, somebody, somebody finds somebody who knows somebody. Well, somebody follows Bill Gates, but that doesn't mean that he can talk to him. He might be able to. I guess. I don't. I never tried emailing him, so I maybe I can maybe I can just talk to him myself. I yeah, know. just email him, see what happens. Say, hey, man, can you throw me a fiver? And by fiver, I mean five hundred million dollars. Well, well, that's what he thinks a fiver is. Right. He keeps that in his pocket. I don't. I don't think he's that. He's he's that disconnected from the world, but I'm I'm fairly sure fairly certain he could find five hundred million dollars in the cushions of his couch. Do you really think he has that? I don't think so. I was I was being hyperbolic. I know. No, I don't think so. He has a Scrooge McDuck money vault. We already talked about this. When did we talk about that? Well, what about Be- No, he's giving so much of his money away. What about Bezos? What? Oh, he has a Scrooge McDuck money he's, vault. He's the richest. He's the richest person now. I know, world. and he's actually spreading it around. They say, they, they say he's the, the richest person in history, but that's not adjusted for inflation. You don't think Kong was the richest? Kong. Kong? Genghis mm-hmm. Kong? Oh, I thought you said Kong. I thought you meant Kong from Star Trek. No. No, 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 no Benjamin Cumberbatch. No, I meant... Benedict Cumberbund? That's funny. You said you said Benedict Cumberbatch, and I was not thinking about Benedict Cumberbatch. I said Benjamin Cumberbatch. I was not thinking about Benjamin Cumberbatch. I was actually saying his name wrong on purpose. I was thinking yeah, I never, of... Never well, it was actually on purpose in the fact that I don't remember how I actually say his actual see. name without looking at it. See, no, you it's said... against Cumberbatch. You said Cumberbatch, but I was thinking Montalban. Right. There's only one con. There's only one con, and it's Ricardo Montalban. No, there's two. No. Yeah, there is. No, and I actually am a fan of Benedict, but there's only one con. Thank you. No, there's two. No, there's only yeah, but uh, Cumberbatch is Smaug. Yeah, there's only one Smaug. He's also Sherlock. Ah, uh, but Robert Downey Jr. and I'm sorry, Jeremy Brett. And I'm soon sorry, to be too. one of the uh, comedic best, duos. Best. Who's getting Sherlock ready to, ever? Who's getting ready to play him now with in the comedy Will version? Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are going to be Sherlock Holmes and Watson. How do you really? feel about that? I'm not too keen. I saw the I saw the trailer. It's going to be ridiculous. It's going to it's it's going to be like uh, Victorian uh, stepbrothers. Although so? I do like those two together. I, I really do. Because you have to turn off your brain. Victorian stepbrothers, huh? Victorian stepbrothers. Although Talladega Nights for me is is the superior film. What what's the name of the movie? I'm jacked up on Mountain Dew. Holmes and Watson. So, where did we? What were we talking about? We were talking about. We started talking about suicide. I, now I, we're I, talking I, about movies. I'm not sure what happened there. Yeah, we got lost on the rabbit hole. If anybody can uh, can figure out how we got there, what we got here, like follow production, please let us know. Yeah, six degrees. Six degrees of this conversation right now. Right. So this is the trailer. Your Majesty. May I present to you? You have to, yeah. Again, the visuals. You have to see it. Yeah, we're a podcast, so we're not a video cast yet. Maybe in the future. Yeah. Nobody wants to see this. Nobody wants to see me. Oh. And you're not even wearing pants. You don't have to tell people that. They already know. They didn't know. We deleted that intro. Well, Jonathan's not wearing pants. 
And now we gotta delete this one. Should've now we gotta start all over again. His methods are ingenious. Right there. Anyways. I don't know. It looks like it'll be a cool movie, I guess. I'm gonna see it. It's gonna be enjoyable. Yeah. I, he, I mean, I'm not, it's, he, not like I'm, it's not like he, I'm looking for authenticity. He, he just took his mustache off. That was weird. Right, because uh, Sherlock Holmes doesn't have a mustache. Interesting. Has it's, never had a mustache. Yeah, come on, it's elementary, Jonathan. That's well, not, elementary, my dear Jabo. And now they got killer bees. Oh, dude, Pete. Killer bees. Killer bees. Killer bees. <laughs> what were we talking about, killer bees? Earlier? Africanized killer bees. I think that's how Pete would do it if he was gonna do it. He would bees? Find it. Yeah, you do it with bees. Bees? Question mark. Yeah. Or was I prefer it... space bees. Bees? Uh, space bees. Aren't you allergic to bees? Space bees? Yes, I am. Deadly. Yeah, they would kiss me deadly. They Where's would the fuck epi? you up. Where's the epi? I don't. I don't actually have one. So you're just. They're mm. too expensive. So you're just. So, so you're just flirting with disaster. I'm so, flirting with disaster. Really? He got stung got... by a wasp a couple weeks ago. No, it was a ground hornet. That's Same a different thing. kind of. And I got though. I got stung four times, but I'm not allergic apparently to ground hornets. No, yeah, they're hor- hornets and bees are like completely different animals. It scared me for a second though. Not gonna lie. Right. Well, yeah, because you probably thought you got stung by a bee. Oh, I did, and then I was I got one on the shoulder, which the ones on my legs I wasn't too concerned about because if they blow up, then it doesn't was, choke me to death. But the one on my shoulder scared the crap out of me. He was, uh, you know, flailing around, you know, as we talked about, he does gesticulate <laughs> wildly, uh, like like Fred Sanford. I wish one. Yeah, I wish I was neighbor. I could have saw that. I think that would have been funny. My neighbor, that what? Like I saw you getting stung. He got stung too. Your neighbor did? Both of them on both sides. We both had ground bees. Nobody knew it. Everybody mowed their lawn and all got stung. An average of three times. Did I you guys was all... over the average by one. So uh, as you're saying this, I'm imagining your So one of them got stung twice, one of them got stung three times, one of them got stung four. Yep, exactly. Otherwise I got stung four. Otherwise the average is something else. I got, I got stung four. <laughs> the, my, my neighbor to the, to the right got stung three times. Right if you're facing the house, right if you're facing the road. Right if you're facing the road, okay. got stung three times, and the guy to my left got stung twice. And his was right underneath his basketball hoop. I know, because that's right on the edge of my yard, and I had to deal with his nest before I finished my lawn. Interesting. So what I was going to say was, is that you were talking about the three of you. I can just imagine it's the uh, perfect neighborhood scene where you're all, you all walk out the garage, you all push the garage door button at the same time, they all open it up. Y'all, one pull, start your lawnmower. Pleasantville over here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's that's Pete's life. Except for then they all run over nests of bees. Yeah, start flailing and Dude, running. Dude, I I ran, man. As soon as I got got in on his shoulder, I I bolted. I bolted in there. I run in there. I'm like, Faith, make a poultice. <laughs> make a with, poultice. with some maize. <laughs> she did too. She, she did the baking soda thing and made a poultice and put it on my shoulder to draw out the stinger. Interesting. Make a poultice with some maize. Make a poultice. It's corn. He's talking about corn. Yeah. Maize. Maize. So yeah. So. Not often in life you get to use that sentence. What? Make make a poultice. <laughs> it's not like a Harry Potter like reference, honestly. It wasn't. That was straight up. Make a poultice. I know what I'm saying. It sounds like it's supposed to be a Harry Potter reference. Yeah, I'm all about bringing back words nobody uses ever. Except Rob Schneider in the Grown Ups. Rob Schneider doesn't count as a human being. What? Why not? He's an anti-vaxxer. Oh. Yeah, see? I told you it was true what I said. 
like 100% anti-vaxxer. Deuce. No, nope, I'm sorry. You're dead to me. You're, de- you're dead yeah, to me. You're dead to me. Is that why they left him out of the second movie? I probably. He was That's a- why he hasn't done anything in like forever. Nobody will touch him. It's like Jenny McCarthy. Okay. I follow him on Instagram. It's kind of funny. Oh, I don't. Yeah, you might get polio from those people. Who wants that? Yeah, yeah. It builds character. Builds it right down. He really wasn't in the second one, was he? No, he wasn't at all. Remember polio used to be like, you know, this thing? Well, FDR had polio. FDR didn't have polio. <laughs> did you say he did and then didn't? He didn't. You didn't? No. They told you. He, didn't. he most likely had a steam bar. You think so? That's uh, there's there's research been done on it. Oh, interesting. That's the hypothesis. Epstein Barr. I know he used to fake it. He used to he used to fake Epstein Barr? No, he used to walk. Oh. In front of cameras, so nobody oh, yeah. would know yeah, that yeah, he that's actually what you want to had call it. an issue. I mean, yeah, he kind of There's like, actually a really good documentary about that on I want to say Netflix. Really? Yeah, about him about about how he faked the uh, the whole thing. Fake the illness. It was done by the British, which is not surprising. Um, but as, no, how he uh, he faked his recovery. Oh. And uh, you know how the, it was basically you know there was no formal agreement, but everybody just like the the reporters just didn't advertise the fact that he was faking it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. There's no way you could. Maybe do it's because they respected him a little bit. Yeah, that was back when you know reporters had integrity, and so did politicians. Yeah, politicians and reporters. I mean, yeah. you, th- you, you. Th- the general consensus was that politicians had integrity mm-hmm. at that time. Right. I mean, most of the time they didn't, but you thought they did. Huh. What's the final date on uh, the integrity tombstone? Dixon. Is it? I think it was Tricky Dick. He kind of ruined it. He's the one that got caught. Well, well yeah, got caught. He didn't invent. But Lyndon B. did some shady, shady stuff. LBJ did some stuff. Yeah. Nixon, uh, Kennedy did some stuff. I mean... Oh, yeah. Kennedy did some stuff, too. But he also did some... Or wanted to do some good stuff. That you know of. Oh, yeah. That you know of. That you know of. I don't know. I, I, how far can you go back on that one? I mean... I don't know. How far can you go? Like, like what, you go all the way back to Taft? Eisenhower? I mean... Eisenhower is actually a pretty stand-up dude. Yeah. He really was. Um... I would I, I would I would I would argue that he might be the last one, the last real. Well, who was who was directly after Eisenhower? Kennedy. Was it Kennedy? Yeah. Truman mm. before. Yeah, and Truman. FD. Truman and was a FDR, shady dude. I man. mean, you know, Coolidge. I mean, Warren Harding. I probably you know was kind of a was kind of a sleazebag. It turns out. Um, yeah. I mean, the last unmuddied. I would ha- I, I would go back. I would I would probably say it was Teddy Roosevelt, but. Yeah, that's possible. He 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 kind of went against all that stuff that would make him muddy. Mm-hmm. So really, they're the exception, not the rule. So yeah. basically, basically, the bulk of the twentieth century, twenty first century, we're just all. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. So who are the exceptions then? In within within the twentieth century. No, just who are the exceptions? Period. Like, can you think of exceptions to the rule of? Well, can who was a president that you would trust now if they were president? Teddy. I would say Teddy. I'd probably... I'd trust... Honestly, I'd trust Carter. I'd trust Eisenhower. He was an honest I'd guy. Trust, I, 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 I trust him. Carter. Carter. What's that? Carter. I'd trust Carter. Yeah, Carter would probably be the last one. The last one you'd trust. Certainly the only living president. Hmm. I'd trust Nixon again. 
You would trust Nixon again? Yeah. That says, guy was you know, so You can shady. say what you want to about Nixon, but he knew when it was time to go. He did. He called Rather it. than diminish the, power, the, the, the diminish the office, he chose to resign. He because did? he Because he was genuinely concerned about what the ramifications of all of that would have on the office of the president. He actually did good stuff for I mean, unions, too, I'll, that nobody ever talks about. Really, we had a better class of criminals? <laughs> now we do? No, they just, they're just they just more blatant and they don't care. Yeah. No, they, they, they don't hide it anymore. Have that little respect for the office. They used to. Of the criminal empire. And now it's just thugs running the streets. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, we had our first experience with the pre-op to the purge today with mm. our uh, yeah our text. Excited for that. It's going to be great. Oh, so, yeah, the text thing? They're just going to push crap to our phones all the time now? I have no idea. Because, no, thanks, I'll pass. Yeah, I don't... I, th- th- does that kind of bother everybody that they have this? It depends on what they use it for. I mean, I guess if it's going to let me know there's a tornado warning, okay. Yeah, uh, but if I get... If, if, I, if I swear to God, if I, if I see one thing on my phone about the failing New York Times... It's it's time to get involved. Is this going to be a precursor to war? Mm, civil Open war. rebellion. Getting texting from the president. Is the next text we get going to be, "Hey, we're at war"? Right. I was thinking the exact same thing earlier today. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, does this? Are they doing this because they have a feeling that there's going to be something happening? Oh my god, guys! There was a. Um, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. There was a. I read an article about. How this was, this was a while. This probably I think either during the transition or right after the inauguration, where there, where there was a um, claiming that there was going to Trump was going to claim there was an interstellar invasion mm. from aliens <laughs> in a desperate bid to save his presidency. Oh boy! And that George H. W. Bush was going to get on uh, broadcasting from Walker Point in Maine in kind of Bunkport uh, and telling people that it's a sham. I have. And I've had this feeling, and it's scary, but I could totally see it happening, is that Trump starts a war to stay in office. I see it. The solid Republican why, coming. Why start a war? So, Just so escalate one of the, one of the wars no. we're already having. Nope, no. he's going to start one. Need something fresh. you got to keep it moving. We're like, we're tired of it. Wasn't that what they were saying Obama was going to do? Yeah, but, oh, yeah, but yeah. they were saying that because they wanted you to believe it, even though Obama would never have done that. I truly believe that, that Obama the, that cared. The, that, was at, that was at the end of his eighth year as president. They were thinking he was going to try and stay over his two terms in office. Mm-hmm. Historically speaking... People do not vote out a wartime president. So if it's when when it comes to the end of his first term going into his second and he's running, that's the time. If there's if we're in an active war during that time, he's not likely to get um, he's not likely to get voted out. Yeah, and I'm worried about that. I mean, I have people, you know, that are part of family members that are in the military, and um, I totally believe that he would do it. Or, or the Republicans, maybe. Or somebody. Somebody. Many, many Republicans. Somebody would orchestrate that to keep somebody in power and is going to send people in my family to be killed overseas. So I got, I got two I'm questions. Just gonna, I'm, before you do that, I'm just going to mention that we've gone even further down the rabbit hole, and I'm wondering how we're going to circle this plane back to land on the million, 13 Reasons Why Million Little Things thing. Well, we need to well, get back to that and it's close easy it to out. Jump ship. Uh, this is so depressing, I'm going to kill myself. So, 
I have, I have two questions for everybody with this since we're not talking about this possible future war that could maybe happen. We're not saying it will. But uh if it did break out A what would you do? B if it was in the United States, what would you do? And that's the more interesting question because basically wars don't happen in the United States. No. Not for a very long time. No, other than the one where we fought ourselves and nobody fights us. We fought to be a thing. That happened. But since... I wonder if something like that did happen here and people actually saw the devastation and the death and the horror that that caused. Maybe they think twice about their patriotism and thumping their chest to other countries. I truly believe that. It's not patriotism, it's nativism. Okay, I'm sorry. Nativism. Thumping their chest to other countries. I truly believe that because they've other countries that have seen the horrors of war will not push a war agenda like France. Germany is a hundred percent against it ever again happening. Wow. They they still they still have to be careful. Just they because do. they can't even hey, lean note, in that direction. Are, you know, they know that though. You guys know Japan's off defense now. No oh, they've yeah? gone on offense. For what? Uh, ever since World War II, there's uh, it's been instilled in the in the, in the Japanese uh, constitution that they um, have a defense force, but they cannot actively engage in military conflict, and that's not the case anymore. Oh, really? They've changed the law. Huh. Who are they going to fight? I don't know if they're going to fight anyone. They're just they have the ability to do it now. Hmm. Um, and so I can't, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure if they were deploying troops um, overseas uh, for UN peacekeeping and stuff like that too. That may have been. Um, uh, part of the part of the motivation. I'm not. I'm not 100 percent on that. But interesting. Um, we're talking about Germany and stuff like that. Not so anti-war. Um, so Japan can can again have the ability to be pro-war. So they're out of timeout. Okay. Pretty much. Interesting. So Germany's still in timeout. Germany will forever be in timeout. Yeah. Germany. Germany. Yeah. You don't. Sorry, Germany. You don't get to do that again. You're two chances. Two chances. Two strikes. You're out. I feel like we need to put ourselves in timeout yes. for a little while. I would like to just for like we've for been at war more year, than we've been at peace. Can we for one year divert that entire defense budget to anything else? Cure oh. homelessness, which is all it would take. Cure poverty. <laughs> poverty, <laughs> homelessness, schools, education. How do you how do you cure poverty? Poverty. Everybody will help healthy that, that takes healthcare. A generation. Well, no, no, no. It'll take you, at least a generation. You help all the nearly poor people, and then how? You know. We don't just give them money. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna they're no. gonna waste it all. I don't know. There's a lot of infrastructure that, that needs to be fixed and oh, a lot absolutely. of jobs yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, we can not build a tank. We can actually fix a bridge. So with Japan not being able to have an army, is that going to lead to this? What? It's a Gundam. <laughs> well, no, a no, no. Gundam? Now, now that they have an attack force, <laughs> now is when they start building the Gundams. Yeah. Yeah. So History will is show. This, is this is this their moment to shine? It's a condom? No, a condom? Not a condom. A condom? It's a giant robot. Okay. No, but they already have fighting exosuits, don't they? I know. Yeah, we were when we talking about that. No, I wasn't talking about it ever. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch! You're a liar. Sorry, Pete's mom. I love you. <laughs> okay, that was weird. <laughs> but anyways, what? How did we get on this conversation again? Oh, yeah. That's how I was asking, asking that question what, what for five you, minutes. What would you do if there was a war in the United States? What would Pete, what would Danan, 
Well, we can find one of them fighting exoskeletons. Probably. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Shit, man. Yeah, and you get my family and my friends together. Do they come with laser swords? No. Because I want my robot to, of course, have machine guns, but a backup laser sword. No, it doesn't have anything. You know, I those things throw Nerf balls right now. You're a dream crusher. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't know what I would do. I if, guess it if depends. If Jonathan had a uh, monster truck, that's what we'd be painted on the side of it. Would be a Gundam dream crusher. Dream crusher. I probably call it Nutcrutcher and have a picture of Pete next to it. <laughs> what? In a banana hammock. In a banana. In a banana hammock. Exactly. Why would that be Nutcrutcher? Because there's really no other way to draw. Uh... Right. Tea bag just doesn't ring. Well, because earlier well, today you were talking about how you wanted to talk about getting kicked in the nuts, and we all were like, I still maintain we should talk about that because I think our readership no deserves something has, funny. No one has. A, nobody's. First of all, nobody's reading this. Number two, nobody has They're a relevant listening. story. No, no, nobody's definitely reading this, but nobody's listening to this either. Actually, no, we have 14 right. followers, man. And uh, because of this podcast, we lost all of them. Four of those followers are in this room. <laughs> I didn't follow it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We caught dead on that website. Jeez, are you kidding? <laughs> have you seen the website? I mean, there's a squirrel with a hat. I actually love the squirrel. The I know, squirrel's the best part. <laughs> the squirrel's the only good part of the whole website and this podcast. Well, you know, you gotta start somewhere. You do. Um, well, let's end. I think we should uh, kind of take a break from this segment. You still haven't answered my question. You said you don't know what you're gonna do. I don't know. Ken, what would you do? Either a war breaks out or a zombie apocalypse. What's your what's Well, your that's plan? a different thing. No, I have a thing. completely different plan for zombie apocalypse. Why would they be different? Because, because in zombie, everybody has a common enemy, for one. Yeah. You'd think, you'd hope. Well, you would have a common enemy in a war starting here. It, would no, you? No, wouldn't. Why wouldn't you? Plus it's different, like, okay, if the zombie apocalypse happens, I get a band of people together and I make my way to Bass Pro Shops where they have weapons and food. And you can hole up in there. That's not the case. If we're talking about Civil War, we're right. not talking about the basic breakdown of We're not talking services. about Civil War. I'm talking about... Right. I don't know. Civil no, War. no, that's... I'm, you're talk, if we're going to war in the United States, I'm assuming it's going to come from within. Nobody invades this country. It just doesn't happen. You're forgetting no. Mexico, my friend. Where would you invade? And them? Canada. Well, as, I suppose if you if you believe what's said, that Mexicans are already invaded. Well, we right. invaded Germany, occupied France via air and sea. I know. And that mm-hmm. could happen here. Yeah. There's I mean, too much space. There's too many other. There's no way to. There's no, there's no way to see it. There's, there's a way to not, not see it coming at this point. Oh, I mean, yeah, we would see it coming, yes. We're, I mean, we, we, there's very, there are very few things we monitor more closely than our own country. Okay, so... so Satellites we and stuff like that are going to pretty much give it away. So we wouldn't be invaded. Right. But we would just the be bombed. It would come from within. Yeah, which has always been the concern ever since... The ever atom since, bomb ever since the, Yeah, ever since the, the bomb was invented. Manhattan Project, yeah. I mean, that is what will happen. And if that happens, then there's really nothing to be done. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> well, I thought the, the more likely thing was That's EMPs or something like that. Setting them off, the, the bombs off in high atmosphere. Knocking out EMPs. all the power. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if an EMP went off? It would be the end of podcasts. Well, it would be. We'd be off like that. Well, we're already off like that, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is our last episode. No, I'm just kidding. It's not our last episode. So, but, all right, well. That's not um, so much a war as an act of terrorism, though. What's that? There's not really so much a war as an act of terrorism. Well, if you declare war on somebody... We don't do that. that if it, weren't no. it would spark a civil war. 
Do you think so? That would be the end of that would be the end of society. Yeah, if society collapsed, oh. then we yeah, could make it maybe sure. three days. Yeah. And I'd have to keep a loaded gun by the door. Yeah, hundred percent. You're talking about EMP. Yeah. Yeah, it'll get pretty dicey really quick. It, yeah, it would. It, 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 we we basically all people would go feral in a week in two weeks. Interesting. <laughs> and be That's all possible. Mad Max inside a month. Like our yeah, the scenario. The leather shops that get the scenario, hit first. The, the war scenario is like the, the, the there's no world war scenario anymore. It's either EMPs everywhere or um, nuclear holocaust. That's all. That's it. Germ warfare. Mm. Oh yeah, we can all get sick and die too. That's true. Yeah, but as soon as we figure out where that came from, we're going to launch a nuclear holocaust. There's really no scenario that doesn't end with us blowing up. So World War Three is game over. No yeah, matter there's, what. There's, there's nobody comes out of World War. Yeah, there's no World War Four. That's an extinction level event. That will that will officially be the war that ends all wars. Yes, because we're all dead. Yep. Well, just remember, guys, that if you do need help with counseling or anything of that nature, <laughs> and you feel that yeah. we're so sorry we got off topic, you uh, we're really are, not sorry because it was a terrible idea to talk about it. Needing assistance, please make sure that you reach out. You can reach out to us, reach out to your friends, your family, and whatever else you may want to. Seriously. We're being for real. Get help, please. Get help. And don't, we'll, don't be afraid. We don't judge. We're great listeners. We only judge ourselves. And we'll be right back. And welcome back to this wonderful box of chocolates. You'll never know what you're going to get. Sorry for the depressing first part of this episode of the podcast. Um... We, now we're we spoke truth, about... man. We spoke truth. Sometimes it hurts. We just we're, we were just talking. No, suicide know? is painless. Well, that's what the song said. Oh boy! And we went full circle, people. Welcome back. Right, right down the stairs, full circle every time. Head over heels. Head over heels. Head over heels. Arms and legs akimbo. <laughs> akimbo. Gasoline's on sale, and lighters are inside. What? What? Okay. What? 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 Ken wants to talk about the Tommy Westfall hypothesis. Ken, I am a noob. I have no idea what this is, so I need you to tell me all about it. Tommy Westfall is a character appeared in the final season of St. Elsewhere. Um, at the in the very the very last scene of St. Elsewhere in the finale episode, uh, it shows uh, Tommy Westfall sitting in his room at home. He's a nonverbal autistic, by the way. Um, shows Tommy Westfall sitting in his bedroom looking at a snow globe, which contains a model of the hospital in St. Elsewhere. Uh, there's a dialogue from his dad and grandpa. Uh, what do you suppose he's thinking about? And it's been interpreted over the years to, to mean that everything that happened on St. Elsewhere, uh, uh, the, enti- the entire run of the series, um, happened in his head. He was just imagining what was going on inside the hospital in the snow globe. Um, by extension, then, the various guest stars, crossover episodes, um, characters who appeared in other media, etc., 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 are all also in his head, it's been argued. Um, so, all of, 20% of the television programs that are on TV currently would only exist inside Tommy Westfall's head. Uh, there's been a variety of scholarly uh, papers written, uh, both supporting and deriding this hypothesis. And I'm wondering what you guys think of it. What do you think of that idea? Well, actually, somebody mapped it all out. 
403 or 416 or something like that, I think, shows now. Which goes to show you that we are very bored. (laughs) But yes, they mapped it all out. Six Um, Degrees of Tommy Westfall? No, well, kind of, yes, if you want to tie that into this. Um, So basically, anybody from St. Elsewhere that was on St. Elsewhere that went to a different show or if St. Elsewhere was ever mentioned in another show. Or kind of, something that was mentioned in St. Elsewhere was mentioned on that show, using the same universe hypo- uh, theory um, of, of various other shows. Then those shows would be imagined by Tom. Tom. Some of those shows are... I think somebody actually said the other day that you need to add psych because of something that Sean said in one of the episodes. As far as, um, I, I think as far back as I Love Lucy, um, through various connections, um, let's see, I have, I have the actual, um, map. It's got its own website, by the way, tommywestfall.wordpress.com. You can look it up? Yep. Or sorry, so the Tommy is... Westfall. This is really kind of like our discussion about consciousness, and so Tommy Westfall has created this universe in his head, which also then creates and spins off its own universes. Well, in fact, if you want to, um, and somebody wrote him in the there is uh, if you want if you want to take the theory all the way down the rabbit hole, because shows like Law and Order, for example, which also exist in this uh, universe, also Homicide, Life on the Streets, they're connected to Richard Belzer. then our reality, as we perceive it, would also be in Tommy Westfall's head because real-life characters such as Michael Bloomberg and Rudolph Giuliani have appeared in cameos on that show, and they exist in the real world. But then again, you're stuck because Tommy was on St. Elsewhere. So was that the only reality that we are shown how does that work? Like, does Tommy imagining himself looking at a snow globe and his father saying, what do you think he's thinking? Right. Well, and also... So an infinite regression? Yeah, that, that, would, that would kind of throw a whole wrench in the works, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and really, at the end of the thing, saying it was all a dream is kind of bullshit, so... Well, yeah, I mean, I mean how, many, how many places have done that? Um, <laughs> I did that to a group of D&D players one time. We played for a month, and then I said the whole entire thing we just spent. And they were mad, doing they? Was a dream? No, they were actually really surprised and like excited about it because it was a cool plot twist and stuff. That would have been well. Then they didn't learn earn any of their experience. Yeah, they did. I'm keep it. All right. So it was real, and they experienced it. So let's see. So what shows? Well, your dreams are real. To you, nope. I guess. In your head. Mm-hmm. You don't think dreams are real? No. What are they then? They're just your brain expelling too much energy at the end of the night. Random, but that's so a real thing. Dreams are real. They might not be real events that happen, but dreams are real. Well, that's like saying TV shows are real. They are. They this isn't Galaxy Quest, but they aren't real. No, this is saying elsewhere. Anyways. Tommy Tommy Westfall. Mm-hmm. How I mean, whoever wrote that, would they then be God? Or did Tommy in, in 
Well, I think in that scenario, Tommy then. See, then now, now we're back into the Dark Tower series and how Stephen King wrote himself into that whole thing and how he's part of that whole world, and that was all bullshit. Yeah, I mean, ending things in a dream, besides the point, I mean, we're talking about the hypothesis, but yes, ending things in a dream is bullshit. And the writers the writing out. themselves into the Like thing. Roseanne. Oh, speaking like, of... Uh, what's the guy? The Bob Newhart Bob show? Newhart, And yes. Newhart, also part of Tommy Westfall's head. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually happened. That, that came to fruition in Tommy Westfall's crazy head universe. So that was part of Tommy because Westfall's Newhart universe. took place... Well, while Bob Newhart of the Newhart Show was sleeping, and then he wakes up and tells his wife that he had a crazy dream. So is this all Bob Newhart's dream? No, because Bob because because that exists within. How come there's not a Bob Newhart made up Bob Newhart dreaming about Newhart? Weird. So. Do we think that this is legitimate? Is that what your question? That's was? that's my question. That's what I was. I was, I was wanting your guys' thoughts on that. By the letter of the law, I guess I'm still not just following you. Yeah, you'll you'll catch up to us. Well, no, what? Got back what don't you understand? How can we increase your uh, your understanding? Is uh, a so is it projection? just because what there are characters? Oh. Simulation. Simulation. That's right. The universe is a simulation. But we figured out who it is simulating it. It's it's Tommy Westfall. Kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of touches back on last week's last week's uh, discussion. So they're saying that this is legit. That everything is just from this kid's imagination. By extra, okay. So, um, or are we ju- or is it a hypothesis that says all TV shows are connected? Oh. No, 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 no. Only certain TV shows. Not all of them. Only ones that are connected to St. Elsewhere in some way. Well, but if it's connected to the real world, it then also connects to all of the TV shows because they all exist, they in, all the exist in the real world. Right. That's a good point. But there's argument against the notion that just because something happened on TV, because something happens in your head, doesn't necessarily mean that, that everything that's happening in, is, is happening in your head. Uh, if Michael Bloomberg shows up on Law & Order, for example, he's a real person. You could be thinking about him doing things. That doesn't mean he's not real in the real world. Oh, so you're saying that Michael Bloomberg exists in Tommy Westfall's world, but it might not be an actor. And Tommy Westfall is just like, oh. No, the real live Michael Bloomberg was on Law & Order. Right. If, if, so, if, you take, if you take the theory that so, Law & Order is in Tommy Westfall's head because characters from that show, and you, know, you get on all the way to the chain until you know, it shows you where it's connected, then Michael Bloomberg, who's also exists in the real world, is then... Only exists in Tommy Westfall's head. Therefore, everything that Michael Bloomberg interacts with, i.e., the real world, is also in Tommy Westfall's head. Okay, so that means that's everything where, would be that's in Tommy Westfall's head. And, see, and that's yeah, and that's where I that, that's where you lose me. I mean, actually, you lose me way before that, but that's where I draw the line at the fancy of it all. Yeah, I think this is just people being bored, man, and looking for mm-hmm. connections just because they, people like to find connections to things. They like to think things are deeper than they are. Right? Are there other? It's an interesting. It's an interesting concept, though. It is. Are there other movies that do the same thing that just end in a oop, question mark, and then people have spun off wild theories about them? Well, people make theories up about movies and shows all yeah, the time. Yeah, you know, theories about Lost and 
Yeah. I mean, there were lots of theories about Lost for a long time. Yeah, they just, people were constantly making things up in theories, yeah. and some people believe it, and some people don't. And sometimes they're confirmed by writers and actors, but that's very rare. I think it's just people honestly being bored and trying to look for deeper meanings and things that sometimes are just no deeper meaning. Again, I, I say this a lot, and it drives faith nuts, but I say sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Right. So I don't necessarily, I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's born out of boredom. I think it's just uh, curiosity more so, especially like I said, given the number of scholarly um, works that have been conducted um, on on this hypothesis, um, both for and against. Um, you know, people, Cornell University professors and things like that, have taken this very seriously. Wouldn't um, that just be kind of a waste of their time? No, because there's, uh, you know, it's, again, like all, like the theory of all things physical or philosophical, it's a question for debate, and that's, that's what you do. But really, isn't it just kind of really bad writing? <laughs> no. <laughs> It'd be the Occam's raise around that one. Um, so. Now... Again, but the writing is is compelling, and that's and, and th- that I think is the strongest element, uh, the strongest argument against is the difference in writing style and things like and things like that. And when you see someone in the crossover, my friend actually I have to I have to give credit for for, for bringing this up because it was actually quite brilliant of her. Um, when you see a when, when you see a, a, a character guest star on another on another show. They're always written differently. They behave differently. There's always some kind of, you know, little thing. If this was all in Tommy Westfall's head, that wouldn't be the case. That character would be the same across all media. Yeah, because it's one character. Frasier would be the same Frasier in Cheers on his show when he guest starred on Wings. Every time you've ever seen Frasier Crane, he'd be the exact same person. Well, he kind of is. And he's, and he's, well, and his characterization is different, and like the you know the his, his his vocabulary and things like that change. I mean, Kelsey Grammer's done a great job over the years of you know of portraying Frasier Crane as being Frasier Crane, but there are there are nuanced differences that would not exist if um, if it was all like one person making all of this up. There would not be different voices that you hear coming through. So you you disagree? With I disagree the with the Tommy okay. Westfall hypothesis. Yes, I also disagree with the Tommy Westfall hypothesis. Dana, yeah, disagree because um, it was all a dream. It's bullshit. Jo- Jonathan, do you understand? Dude, I still don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> Jonathan, I can't you know, I find lie. that surprising. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm reading this shit while you guys are I've, talking. And I'm I just honestly, like, th- this is this is this is the kind of thing that's right up your alley, though, my friend. I know, man. It's just like. I, I think this is even a little too far far fetched for me. Jonathan disagrees. I I don't know, dude. I mean, just because somebody else used another character and somewhere else, and because they like that character and like, hey, I want to use that character. Can I use that character? ABC. Oh, I can. Cool. I'm gonna write that fucker over here, and then somebody else wants to talk about Darkwing Duck and Ducktales, and then the next thing you got Gizmo Duck over here and Star Wars, and then the next thing you got. Chewbacca sitting there in Twilight, and you're just like... Don't forget about Elf. Where'd Elf come from? Why not? How come Elf hasn't been rebooted yet? Because he eats be cats. As hell. They need a new way to... They need a new ending for that show, too, by the way. How did it end? 
he got abducted by the U.S. Air Force and most likely dissected. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, that's right. That, that's what happened. That's dirty. I love it when people have a bad day and then quit their job. <laughs> like, you know what? We're not doing this show anymore. Fuck that guy. Dissected. I wonder if that's how it happened. Oh, or how, uh, how did, um, how did Chippendale's Rescue Rangers end? I just think it didn't show up one day. Right. Yeah, that's the type <laughs> of thing that did not have. We can definitely wind down cartoon shows like that. Yeah. Well, they did, yeah. they did wind down Transformers once, did they right. not? No, it's still going. No, I mean, one like, the, in the 80s the, version. Some show that they, no. uh, some cartoon show they yeah. actually did. Chip like, and Bridget ended up married, but Dale okay, was there killed wa- there was in a there car wa- accident. <laughs> there was an ending to Beast Wars um, that did happen, but then they got re-picked back up again. Gadget. With a different different series. Chip and Gadget. Oh, Gadget. Did right. you say Gadget? I think Bridget. 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 Oh. Who's Bridget? Oh, that's the mouse from American Tale? Bridget? Is is it from a million tail or is it from like it's a different mouse? Okay, different mouse. Are they all look the not same? Not from the rescuers. That was Bianca. That was Bianca. Thank you. Why Bianca. are we talking about mice? I don't know because Bob Newhart. He's <laughs> <laughs> Bob Newhart. Dreamed Speaking it. of the rescuers. Oh Jesus! The rescuers down under. Also, Bob or Newhart. the rescuers, which had nudity in it. The rescuers down under didn't have nudity in, did it? Did. Yeah. Naked mice. Naked mice. <laughs> there was there was boobs in it. There's boobs. Yeah. How come I missed this? You never saw that? No. Was I supposed to be looking for it? No, I'm just saying. Gotta pause it at minute one, like ninety-eight, and it's like pit it minute one ninety-eight, and there's boobs, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Apparently, you know. How did I miss this as a child? The the the, the priest who marries Belle and Eric and uh, or uh, Ariel and Eric and uh, Little Mermaid has a huge boner too. If you. Yeah, some people say it's his knee. I think it's his knee. I don't know. Penis castle. Probably. Okay, okay, there's a penis castle on the cover, yes. There's a picture of Minnie and Mickey Mouse hugging, and what looks like Minnie's grabbing uh You seen <laughs> that one yet? No. <laughs> that one looks funny. Like, you can tell somebody did that one on purpose. Right. Okay. Yeah, animators are underpaid. There's probably a lot of those things. Anyways. Oh, my favorite's how the Robin Hood movie and the Jungle Book are the exact same. Oh, yeah. They just switched the people up and... But they did the same animation, basically. Yep, same dances. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of They did that multiple times. I know. I just to, cool. save, to save time. Yeah, because they were trying to power them out so fast. Yep. So there's... Uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers had uh, three seasons. Really? It was only three? Well, like, like 65 yeah. episodes per season or something like that? With, I, like with DuckTales? I don't know. I'm trying One to of the worst nightmares like I've ever season had. Season three of DuckTales had 65. So, so, yeah, so season Rangers. season one of rescuing of uh, Chippendales Rescue Rangers was oh, wait, 13 episodes. Season right. two was 47 episodes. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Season three, five episodes. Ha! <laughs> they blew it. So so Danan, I don't know if you guys heard this, and the the listeners may have, but Danan said one of his worst nightmares ever. Has to do with Chippendale Rescue Rangers. What? And I want to hear about it. Uh, it was. Did it involve that weird blimp bleach bottle they used to drive around in? No, no, no. It was uh, Fat Cat. Like, who's the the oh, boss? Yeah, Fat Cat. Okay, Fat yeah. Cat. Fat yeah, Cat. Go ahead. right. Um, was chasing me down the street like for the longest time, and it was one of those like slow motion. You can't run in fast that enough. in that red velvet dinner jacket he used to wear. I thought it was purple. I think but it yeah. was purple. Purple velvet dinner jacket yeah. he used to wear. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. With his weird 
whisker mustache. Yeah, but that was it. Is like he he hunted me down and murdered me. Did he murder you in the dream? Did you wake up? It's always you know like right there. It's hard to tell. It's like right there. It's like you're, you're doomed. Like, yeah, right. there's no. Well, that wasn't nearly as fun as I thought it would be. No, sorry, but it was at the time just. I thought it was great. Off the wall, terrifying because I don't know, just those those dreams where you're being chased and you can't run fast enough. You know, I've never had a dream where I was being chased. Uh, I've never had a dream where I was being chased, and I've never had a dream when I was falling. Oh, I have both of those. Are my like go to. I wanted to hear it for a second. Right. Well, you gotta warn us when we do that. You can't do it like in the middle of. So a Indiana Jones and Tom Selleck get morphed into chipmunks and they solve crimes. Sounds good to me. That's basically what we're talking about. Well, it that's is. why it's good. Except for Dale never carried any of the swagger that uh, Tom. No, Selleck but he had, had the Hawaiian shirt. Right, but that's. And Chip had the uh, the leather jacket in there. Are they the redoing fedora, that right? show? No. No, I, I don't I think they, they were should. redoing Magnum PI. Oh, oh Magnum P.I., yeah. you have to specify. We thought you were talking about Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. Dude, if they redid that, that would be awesome. No, that would yeah, be fantastic. They, they, just, they just redid Magnum P.I. Yeah, they redid DuckTales. And Dark I refuse to watch it. <laughs> so you refuse? Why, why do you refuse to watch it? Because it's not Tom Selleck and it's not Magnum P.I. No, what, what if you made guest experience? Or guest ex- He's not going to make a guest experience on it. No, because then he'd be Magnum P.I. talking to Magnum P.I. It'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be, well, it'd they they be like David Bay- Hasselhoff showing up in Baywatch. That's what they did, though. I know, and it was awful. I thought it was hilarious. It's the most painful part of the whole movie. Stop making whoa, whoa, whoa. remaking that was, well, Actually, I take that back. That no, was the most... Anderson was the most painful part of that movie. Okay, thank you. My apologies. Uh, I missed I thought it was hilarious. They were like, that movie was so bad for a rock movie. I was like, wow. It was just... I was blown away Because the usual caliber how... of his films is way up there. I just don't. I'm just sick of them remaking not really, shows. I'm not knocking on the rock, by the way. I actually do. I love most of his movies. Jungle Book was like, yeah. Jungle Book? Or not Jungle? I'm sorry, not Jungle Book. Jumanji. Jumanji, Jumanji was great. Jumanji was, yeah, that was that. fantastic. Jumanji was great. Yes. My kids. That's the first time they've ever seen The Rock. And then we saw some other movie that we was in. He's like, oh, that's the guy from Jumanji. And it's like, wow, that is. Yeah, you, you, you know him as the guy from Jumanji. That's the now. only place they know him from. I know, it was hilarious. It's like, well, he's done other things. <laughs> Small other things, but yes. One or two little. One or two little, little things. things. Yeah. Okay, so Tommy Westhall, everybody disagrees with it. He's a stupid hypothesis. Right. Done there. Right. And I was Moving thinking, up. though, that Moving Jonathan up. didn't understand it because he has read so many comic books that do so many crossovers, it just doesn't even seem like a thing that any one of those people would be that connected. I guess it's probably because I don't know the show's that it's talking about. Oh, we, I, we can we can make that. We, I can show you that. I was just trying to segue into the comic. Books. Yeah, he was yeah. he was giving you a segue into our next section. Just lofting your softballs, guys, and you just struck out on it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm still stuck at the fact that I don't get it. We did a whole segment he had nothing to say about. Yeah, pretty guy. much, and I was trying and he to just can't trying. he can't deal with that. All right, well let's let's go on to superheroes. I think it's time. I think we've buttered everybody I'll, up enough. I'll tell right. you what, guys. I'll hook I'll hook Jonathan up with some study materials that might help him along with the yeah. Tommy Westfall. We'll, we'll circle cool. back to that in the future. We'll climb up on our, on our segue, reverse too quickly, go forward too yeah, fast, if, fall down, if, and then if, try and get to the next if topic. If Jonathan disagrees with our assertion that it's all bunk, then we'll talk about it in a future episode. Okay, fair. Well, now i got to research shit. God, you're gonna, you're going to like it. This is exactly your kind of thing. It is. We'll see. 
Anyways, so yeah. So, the new Venom movie starts tomorrow. Uh, it looks terrible, by the way. Absolutely terrible. <clears throat> and Why can't we just have a movie where Tom Hardy's being Tom Hardy? I mean... Well, I like him. Crap, always, there's always going to be some kind of gimmick. It Tom craps Hardy. all over the material it was born from. Tom Hardy right. and Tom Hardy? Yeah, why not? Tom Hardy as Tom Hardy. And Tom Hardy. In Tom Hardy. The, Tom movie. Hardy. the movie. The Reckoning. And it, but then a, he dropped out and he hit it again played by Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Where's he been? Scheduling conflicts. Uh, messing with trolling people online last night. Having time. a meltdown? I don't know. So it's Tom, a movie about a movie starring Tom Hardy about Tom Hardy being in Tom Hardy the movie about him making movies with Shia LaBeouf hmm. as a co-star. No, just with Wait. him. Oh, that's that playing co-star. Tom Hardy. We're playing Tom Hardy. <laughs> and at the end, it's Tom Hardy sitting there with him. Yeah, in the director's chair. He makes like a cameo, like a Hasselhoff cameo. And then, and then you walk into the room, and it's just Tom Hardy holding a snow globe well, with Tom thank Hardy you, in it. Thank you. I was getting <laughs> ready to say it myself. I was going to say it myself. And he's sitting there, and Tom Hardy walks into the room, and he's sitting there looking at himself holding a snow globe. And inside the snow globe is Tom Hardy's head, like a like a Futurama style. That's right. So if Tom Hardy turns to Shia LaBeouf, and he says, "What do you think? What are you just thinking about? What do you think Tom Hardy's thinking about?" And then. It becomes the Tom Hardy hypothesis. That's what happens. And all Tom Hardy's thinking about is a guy with autism sitting in a room looking at a snow globe. And yes. then all the rest of it is Tommy Westfall. <laughs> so Tom Hardy is the whole shebang here, is what we're trying to say. I maintain it's Kevin Bacon. What's your deal with Kevin Bacon? He's Kevin Bacon. He's awesome. That's the way the well, game I don't starts. I really think he's that awesome. How can you not like Kevin Bacon? Why is he so awesome to you? Footloose. Footloose. Thank you very much. That wasn't that great. Choose any other movie. Uh, Tremors. What do you mean, Tremors? Tremors is great. It's It's a fun movie. I mean, besides Reba McIntyre, it's a fun movie. That's not that fun. I think it's fun. You think it's fun, Tremors? I I never enjoyed watching that movie. Not once. Or the how, seventeen how of them times that have happened it? since then. That's worse than Land Before Time. Like, how many times can these little things come out of the ground? What Land Before Time? What? The Land Before Time movies. There's been like eighteen of them. Oh, I've only seen the first one. Yeah. yeah well, there's seventeen the Tremor movies. Well, Kevin Bacon's only in the good one. The first one. You still haven't proven to me why he's so good yet. I, I gave you, you what? Two examples of two junky so, movies. That's all you need. That's not all you need. A Few Good Men. Oh, A Few Good Men. All right, you got one. <laughs> You're still not winning yet. <laughs> you got two more chances, though. He was also in this really awesome underground movie that nobody knows about called The Super. It's about a superhero but kill, knocks people out with a wrench. With a wrench. With a wrench. That's his superpowers. Oh, that played Wilson? by is... played by Rain Wilson. Okay. So he's going around hitting people with a wrench, and that's his superpower. Yeah, I've not yeah, watched that. So I officially or... now have a worse superhero to add to the list today already. Okay, well, let's go into the list right now, and let's hear it. Who is your favorite superhero, Jonathan? I don't want to go first. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to go first? I don't want to go first. Who's going to go first? You stole my question. This is my segment. Okay, go. Pete, who is your favorite superhero? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> See, you're Okay, my favorite superhero forever. I have two. 
and they're tied. Spider-Man. Good choice. Because when I was a kid, my name was Pete, and he was Peter Parker. No, good, yep. Yep, Spider-Man. And Green Lantern, Hal Jordan. What do you mean, I mean, back in the 80s, Green Lantern, Hal Jordan was awesome stuff, man. Awesome stuff. And since then, they have been my favorite superheroes. Favorite superhero group... No, let's just let's continue on with the oh, you just one story. To, well, I'm going to tell you because my favorite. I'm going to go with it because it ties into Green Lantern. Well, we'll come back to it. Oh, jeez. In different universes, though. No, same universes. Just wait. We'll get there. No, Spider-Man and the Green Lantern are in the same universe. I'm not talking about Spider-Man and the Green Lantern. I'm talking about my favorite superhero group is in the Green Lantern universe. You're not listening. Because <laughs> we're doing one question at a time. Oh, jeez. Okay, go on. Who go pick Ken. your next question? Ken, my friend, my compadre. Who is your favorite superhero? Batman. Batman, oh, Jesus. Is it Batman, actually? Batman. He's not even a superhero. I know. That's what I like about him. Well, technically Tony Stark's not a superhero either, then. That's fine. That's right. I'm fine with that. Most people would tell you... Okay, Danny, go ahead. No, 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 go. No, no, because mine's elaborate and long. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, did, I'm sorry. Does a superhero have to have superpowers? No, no, it just has to be a hero in the comic books. Go. It could be the Shadow if you want. Yeah, it could be. If it, that, that it could be it. Nick Fury in the Howling Commandos if you want. Batman. Okay. Mm. Go with Spider-Man. 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 No, he said Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man. Irving Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Peter Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Wasn't that from that, like... Uh, Crazy movie. You have to be more specific. Sure. <laughs> it was the craziest movie I ever yeah, saw. Jennifer Love Hewitt in it. I can't remember now. So it was a bad movie? Probably. Okay. You can't hardly wait? What are we talking about here? I think that's what, yeah, I think that's what it actually was. What, what are you, what, what, I'm sorry, what was the reference? I have no idea. Okay. So Danon likes Spider-Man. Yeah, and he's like... Just doing his best, I guess. You know, as far as all the the superheroes, it's easier to just go pick the the most overpowered one. Right. And be like, oh, Superman. It's like Superman's bullshit. Like Superman, it just gets a new power every week. Like he just they just oh, make like up his newest to whatever. One, he dies a bunch of times, and it's his like, newest one broke comic books. There's no there's no consequences with Superman. Uh, but but Peter Parker, like everything has consequences. Like, geez, he's got homework to do. Come on, like the the. Much more relatable, which I guess in this post-superhero world, it seems like the trite answer, I suppose, of Spider-Man. But he's, yeah, he's always been my favorite since before comic books were. Cool. Do you remember the '90s cartoon? Yeah, that was great, wasn't um, it? That was a good show. It, it was, was. well written. Yeah. So what he brought up, where there's actual consequences, that is kind of that kind of writing is kind of what set Marvel up differently. Because at the time when uh, Lee and Kirby started Marvel, comic books were written like all Superman. Well, there's no consequences to your actions. That's why you always see Batman killing people in these old comics. You know, or Wonder Woman choking Chinese in these comics, which she did. And, and then... She was super racist. Yeah, super racist. And then... And then Lee and Kirby came along, and Lee started writing consequences into his into the comic books. He started giving the comic book characters normal lives with normal relationships, 
and that kind of actually changed comics profoundly. Right. And that's why Marvel stuck. Really. I mean, sure, you can. There's there's um, smaller comic book companies or people making comics at the time that were telling stories, but whenever a comic told a story with a superhero, there was never any consequences, and it was always just about the hero as the hero and not the hero as the person. And so what Lee and Kirby did is they changed that. And that's why Spider-Man resonates so much with so many people is because there was consequences to his actions. Yeah, they were showcasing them and there up were, front. And there were relationships that he had, normal relationships, that he couldn't have because he was Spider-Man. No, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how it was. Archie, well, what's your favorite superhero? So, <clears throat> if you talk to any of my friends, they're going to tell you probably my favorite superhero is Iron Man. That's the consensus that most people would say. However, I'm here to tell you today. It's a double are, Iron Man. <laughs> they are wrong. My favorite is not actually Iron Man. Dun, dun, dun. It's Iron Hammer. He just debuted last week. No, I'm kidding. He actually did the beat last week. But um, My favorite superhero is also a tie. And they're lovers. The Wonder Twins. No. <laughs> Because <laughs> if good anybody guess. would be the Wonder Twins in my life, it would actually be you and Pete. What? Yep. Power of water. <laughs> no, that Form of old shoes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, That's Peter Griffin using his wonder power. <laughs> but uh, my favorite superheroes are Gambit and Rogue. The lovers. Yep. Um, Gambit, I just always... I just thought his power was cool. Um, he he kind of has two powers. He has that kinetic energy to charge things. And a sweet bow staff. And a sweet bow staff. I mean, how can you not go wrong with the bow staff? I mean, that's like Donatello and everything <laughs> all wrapped into that's one. Fourth tier turtle. That's that's what that is. Fourth tier. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? Fourth tier turtle. He is the best turtle. He should be the best turtle, but is not. No, but he is the best turtle. Okay, Ken, who's the best Ninja Turtle? Okay, we'll go through this. Ken, go. Donatello. Thank it's you. Donatello. Go. Danon, who's the best Turtle? It's Leonardo. No, you're wrong. Why? Because he's the leader. Because he's the leader. Because he's the derpy leader. And he's got two swords. So? He does have two swords. I would have to go with... Raphael. You're all drunk. He's so ragey. He is ragey. He is ragey, but he does what it takes. Who's right. the worst turtle? Dana, go. It's Donatello. Donatello. Leonardo. Ken. Leonardo. Ken. Michelangelo. I would say Michelangelo, yes. No, he's got spunk. He's got spunk, but he's Whoop kind of an do. idiot. Spunk doesn't win fights. Yeah, he's kind of an idiot. Like, you or can't, he, you can't trust he's... Michelangelo to get the job done, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, he's like he's like the Scooby-Doo of, of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's just he's the so, shaggy. He's just right. so concerned about food and pizza But and if you take whatever. out Scooby-Doo, you don't have a show anymore. Right. You but could if you actually, take... you could very easily carry on Scooby-Doo without... Mystery Inc. could very easily be a show without Scooby-Doo. I wonder what would happen if we took an episode of Scooby-Doo and edited out every scene that had Scooby and Shaggy in it. 
I'm what curious. would happen to the episode? I'm like, Miles would, would never fall like? into the trap. I bet you there's somebody who's done this. I gotta look the, this it would have only taken probably ten minutes to solve the crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, probably. For anybody who's listening, listening that uh, that has the time and is bored and they want to do this, right. um, yeah, edit one of those and pop it out. Let's see what it looks like. Presumably, it has already been done. Scooby Doo without Scooby Doo. Okay, never mind. We it's already been done. You're too late. <laughs> We can't see that, Jonathan. So. I know. I'm just gonna have to look at it later. I'm just All right. It up. So your favorites are Gambit and Rogue. Yep. Do you like Rogue because she's kind of Cajun sexy? Not really. It was more of the fact that she could steal anybody else's power, and I thought that was cool. Right. So because right. she was a klepto. <laughs> yes. Uh, a mutant klepto. Tells, tells me mutant everything klepto. about your values. Right. Well, and Gambit's not far off, right? He's kind of. A... And he's also a thief. Yeah, yeah he's, yes, he's a dirty see? thief. Yeah. Like the Bonnie and Clyde of the Marvel yeah. Universe. Pretty much. Right. You but... said Bonnie and Clyde. I was going to say Harold and Maude. But that's totally different. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. absolutely not the same thing. No, it's not even close. I would have been right. so wrong. <laughs> However, following behind that, a very close call of first and second place would be Deadpool. Deadpool now or Deadpool when he started? Rob Liefeld Deadpool. Because they're different. Yeah. Oh, if we're, ta- if we're talking about the golden age of comics versus now or anything like It's not that. golden age. It's 90s. No, I know. But I'm, I'm going to say, most of, you know, most of the, like, Spider-Man, back to the originals, or now, the way he's portrayed now, or Batman, or any of the, you know, most of the comics from when they started out versus now. I mean... Most most people don't have an appreciation for like the the the, 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 the superheroes from back in the day. Honestly, Spider Man, Peter Parker has been pretty pretty consistent since he started. I will I, I will give you that he's probably the most consistent. He is the most consistent um, through the ages. Yes, I I, I I will not disagree with you on that. Do you think he was even consistent when it was technically Doc Ock? When he was Doc Ock. When. Peter Parker was Doc Ock. We mean when Doc Ock was in Peter Parker's body. Yeah. Um, no, he was Doc Ock. Mind body problem. Mm. So you're saying that he was Doc Ock and not Peter Parker? Well, he was. And by the way, that storyline was stupid. <laughs> well, that was great. It was terrible. I thought it was awesome. Sometimes you gotta let people die, man. Sometimes you gotta let them go and not bring them back. You can't bring mm-hmm. back every Flash when they die. Now we're stuck with five of them. <laughs> Well, we can just do what Marvel does anyways and just like, you know, we're going to take all these four universes that we created here and we're just going to combine them into one. Oh, Wolverine died three years ago? Nope. He's back times two. Which is what I hate about comics now. Hate it. Like, I hated, I hated when Peter Parker let the cat out of the bag and told everybody who he was and that caused so much trouble for him. And then he just went to Mephisto and was like, oh, I want everybody to forget. And then it happened. And now it's back to this. Bullshit. Be smarter about writing your comics. Daredevil did the same thing. Be smarter about writing your comics. I think was, ahead. I actually thought it was right. really cool that. Or Logan. just live with the consequences. Or live, with, yeah. Or deal with the consequences. I thought that was the interesting point in in the first place. Was serials are fun. Like it's it's nice to have that comforting. The same thing happens, and we're gonna solve with the the mystery, and then move on with life at the end. But sometimes it's better if like you have one great season of a show and everyone fucking dies. You know, rather than 13 mediocre serial seasons of something that just keeps doing the same thing. 
Right. Is that show still on? Yes. Walking Why? Dead. <laughs> right. That right there is the question. Why is Grey's Anatomy still on? Yeah. At is least Desperate money? Housewives ended. Least. At the very least. The very Didn't least. And like oh, years well, ago. You're ahead. I don't know. I've never. You know, I've never actually seen an episode of that, and I've never actually seen an episode of Grey's Anatomy, and I've never seen an episode of Lost. My oh. ex used to watch that show, and I ruined it for her when I called out that the one lady's baby wasn't going to be the husband's during the commercial break just before the reveal. What show mm. are we talking about? Desperate Housewives. Oh, see again. Yeah. You got to be specific. I thought you were talking about Grey's Anatomy. Oh, I don't. I've only seen a couple episodes of that show. And that's never appeased to me. Hmm. But okay, Jonathan, what supergroup appeased to you? The X Men, number one favorite. The X Men was your favorite. Yep. What's the lineup? The current lineup? Good guess. <laughs> There's no, so many. I mean, what's your favorite lineup? I guess. Uh, when question. I started reading the X Men was when they redid number one. So it was a re. Ooh, re- 91. 91, yep. 92. Um, <laughs> and there was blue and gold team. So, I couldn't pick between the two teams. I liked them both. I actually would get mad sometimes because certain people would be on certain teams at certain times because of the blue and gold team. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Like, inner conflict would happen and be like, why can't that person be on the other team right now? Because if he was over there, they would have this one by now. And so vice versa. The, the original four... Was it four? One, two, three. Yeah, the original four. I don't know why Lee and Kirby always went with four. Anyways, so those comics were not that great. And I've read them, and they're just not very good. And X-Men died for a little while there. They were just reprinting comics until they came out with Giant Size X-Men, which gave you, what, Wolverine, Colossus. Colossus. A couple of others. I don't remember. I'm, I'm trying to think of the cover. Storm. So after that hit, then then it really took off. Yeah. Mm. So that group was probably my favorite group. If you're talking about X Men, X Men's not my favorite superhero group. But if you're talking about X Men, um, then that group. What is your favorite me. superhero group, Pete? Well, mine was a little known superhero group called the Omega Men, and that was when I was a kid. They were my favorite of all. Was the Omega Men. And they first appeared in Green Lantern. So I I love the Omega Men. I still have my old issues. You know, they're torn apart. The cover's ripped off one of them. But when I became an adult, through the beauty of the internet, I tracked down every single appearance of the Omega Men in every comic they've ever been in. And it was awesome. And I have now. Now I can write, even the new ones. Even the new ones that just came out. They just did another miniseries, and they do it every once in a while. I have every single appearance of a comic with every Omega Man in it. Wow. Yeah, they're they're not worth much, but they were my favorite <laughs> as a kid. Right. Right. And I was able to collect all of them, so that was cool. But that was my favorite um, superhero group. What about you, Danon? Well, most of my superhero stuff, I didn't read too many comics. Most of mine's from the cartoons. So it would either have to be like the 90s X-Men or 
predating that a little bit, the uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends, where Firestorm and Iceman and Spider-Man were like all chilling together. That was always kind of cool. Iceman used to be one of my favorites. I mean, he's definitely in my top ten, for sure. Yeah. It just seems like so much fun to just fly around sliding on ice. Right. Like, none of it made any sense of why he could Do even, you remember? like, fly up. Like, it would just... <laughs> It just stall out and slide back down, but so he got away with it. So that actually, the way that works is that his ice beam that he's using to build the bridge, mm-hmm. he uses it to connect to himself, and he actually pulls himself. Ah, okay. So he's actually using the ice and water to pull himself, and that's how he can go any direction. That makes a lot more sense. It does, doesn't it? I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. Do you and remember? No the, part of superhero and physics work together, but. Do you remember the the first one? <coughs> it wasn't the very first, but one of the, in the 90s, at least, the Iceman uh, action figure toy? No. It actually had the Iceman thing, and you would put him in it, and then you would fill it with water and put it in your freezer. So you actually would get him with his feet stuck in a little block of ice, <laughs> and you would just throw him down the <laughs> kitchen floor. Okay, that <laughs> sounds like tons of fun. And my mom would get so pissed off because she would come out, and she'd be like, why is the floor wet? Uh, that sounds like tons of fun. That was like good memory. It's too. not wet, and she'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back to that again, eh? That was a bit of a while. <laughs> Right, oh, we're, we're always going to come back to that. All right, Ken's up. She, she actually had another bleeding incident the other day. Or did but she believed she, me? She believed me this time though. The first time I was like, "Oh, your mouth's bleeding." She goes, "It is." No, no she not. said, "No, it's not." No, it's not. Okay. Your nose is bleeding. No, it's not. All right. Well, that was her. That was her nose. This time it was her mouth. <coughs> All right, Kenneth. Ambiguously gay duo. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. I was. Is it really though? No, probably, probably Avengers. Oh, the Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Who's your favorite adventure? Uh, my favorite adventure, Doctor Strange. Ooh, good one. That would be mine also. Yeah. And you know, like cinematically speaking, I I love that that Cumberbund is playing him. I mean, that's just like. I just wish he hadn't done an American accent. Like, that was the only thing that I really did not, just couldn't get past in that movie. It makes me but sad every time Cumberbatch talks with an American accent. Yes. Steve, Steven Strange isn't British, he's American. Nobody cares. Well, care. the ancient one's Asian, but that, nobody seems to care about that either. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, well, okay, that was a close second of, like, she, she's nice or whatever, but why? There's so many, so many people in the world who could have played that role. Why her? Good point. Why? Because she won the contest. All right. Was it like you send in box tops and then you get to be the ancient one? Uh, yes, like... but the box top was a recommendation that I want that role, and then they went and tried out. And then everybody said, do you really, you do you really think these big actors and actresses actually bother to audition anymore? It depends. I don't think they do. I think they're... They just... If they're big enough, then a lot of times the movie's written already with them in mind. Mm-hmm. So then when they budget it, they're like, okay, well, this is written for, you know, Robert Downey Jr. to play this part, you know. Right. Nobody else could be Tony Stark. No. I don't really think there could be. Can you imagine Tom Cruise as Tony Stark? I, no. Oh, God, no. That would be a terrible movie. Yeah, I really don't. I think that he was born to play this role. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. I love it when the casting is that perfect. Right. Who's your favorite Avenger? I don't 
don't know. I mean, um, I never really had a favorite Avenger. Uh, I could say Beast being your favorite Avenger. Beast? Yeah. He's an Beast Avenger? isn't technically an Avenger. Yeah, he is. Not everybody can be Avenger, dude. We're talking about the original team here. Wait, isn't he in... Beast is an X-Men. Yeah. I, w- I would have picked him as an X-Men. Beast is an uh, also an Avenger. I don't know. I really enjoyed Planet Hulk. Although, the Hulk... I don't know. It's basically Superman who can't fly. So that's... <laughs> like, if you're just trying to pick the, the, the biggest, strongest guy, but... He's a little more know. tragic than Superman. Thor's kind of rad. I like the backstories and everything. I always liked mythology. I don't know. And giant robots. Right. What are you going to do? I liked in the... Uh, uh, Oh, I can't remember what the storyline was. I think it was Civil War in the comics where uh, the Inhumans are like there's a virus and everybody's weird and Tony Stark locks himself up in this giant factory that also turns into a giant robot. Was that the second Civil War? I don't know. I just like found one? half of the comic books I've read I just find at the library and so I don't read the series. I just like one-offs or I'll try and find the thickest one I can gotcha. and read as much through it. Was Captain Marvel in that one? I don't think so. Male Captain Marvel or female no. Captain Marvel? It would have been female. It would have been Carol. Because that was what Civil War Two was, was Iron Man versus uh, Captain Marvel. They were fighting about a guy who could see the future. Uh-huh. I mean, he could protect the future. and um, Carol's team wanted to use it uh, to arrest people basically before they committed crimes minority report basically <laughs> um and tony's was like no that's too dangerous and that's the one tom cruise played tony stark <laughs> the one yes, time basically the one time so but uh if we're gonna go avengers my favorite avenger would probably just have to go with iron man i can't go wrong you can go wrong right because the and physics of that suit would kill him every single fight you think so there's no version of a human body stopping for any reason being comforted by it doesn't matter what moving that quickly and then stopping when you get punched by the Hulk or whoever that doesn't scramble your brains inside your skull. He dies every single time. That's a good point. Maybe that's a Look super at football power. players now. Yeah, well that's got to be it. That's the stupid thing about superhero movies is every human who's friends with a superhero is now nearly invulnerable and can take a hit from cosmic entities because they're going to have like a splash damage or something that would kill or maim most anybody and they're like, "Oh, that sucked. My shoulder feels weird now. Let's get on with this." Like, "Nope. You just fell three stories onto concrete. You're not going anywhere." Right. Or are you? Straight to the hospital? To <laughs> right? Or <it's>, and nobody <laughs> just breaks their damn neck. That's never... I don't know. All right. Well, if I wasn't going to pick Iron Man, then it would probably be Scarlet Witch. She's okay. an Avenger? Yeah, she, oh, she's well, an Avenger more than a mutant. Okay. I mean, she's, she's, not, she's not even a mutant she used anymore. To, she used to run with Magneto. She's an inhuman, right. though. Is she? Uh, yeah. I was never real clear And she's that. not Magneto's biological daughter now oh they retcon that huh yeah like everything else well they had to otherwise they couldn't use her in the marvel universe so oh if she was huh. a mutant she she was owned by fox oh so they, dirty tricks so they retconned her to being an inhuman why don't they just do that with everybody oh uh, that's yeah. actually why they were killing off the x-men they actually had the virus come out that was wiping out all mutants it was taking away all mutant powers 
and that was how their uh, Disney was going to get and Marvel was going to get everything back by basically saying, "Well, they don't <laughs> exist anymore, so you can't use them really because there was no more comics for them." So yeah, it was quite quite dirty. But it didn't work. Um, no, no, they just reinvent the Wolverine as the Badger or something. Right, <laughs> the Badger, the, Dude, badger. I'm not the angry lie. Badger. I'm I'm with Pete with people dying and coming back being dumb, but the fact that they brought back Wolverine did make my day. I was happy about it, especially killed him to begin with. The especially the way they did it. Right. Oh, but when they killed him in the movie, it was so good. Yeah, they did. It was a beautiful piece of cinema. It was. It was really well done. Yeah. And actually, the way it was done in the comic was also really cool as well. So, side note, what do you guys think about... Well, how would you feel if uh, if Ryan Reynolds actually succeeded in his campaign to bring back Wolverine for a Deadpool movie? Um, I would kind of love to see that that play between uh, Deadpool and Wolverine. Particularly Ryan Spider-Man. Reynolds. And, huh? I want to see Deadpool and Spider-Man. Right? That's, That's what they comedy. should do is do the Deadpool oh, Spider-Man comedy. Can you imagine? I'm it was... also wondering if they okay. So if they can't, so if he doesn't succeed in bringing back Wolverine, and the guy's a Hugh Jackman, who could play? Who else could play Wolverine? You Tom can. Hardy. <laughs> Ooh, there's your Tom Hardy fit, right there. Right. But again, it has to be a gimmick. <laughs> like he's gonna look like Bane or something. What do you mean? What do you mean a gimmick? <laughs> he's gonna have the big mutton chops. Yeah. The They're gonna go hair. like full on like like yeah. Wolverine, mm-hmm. yeah, blue and blue and yellow suit, the whole thing. Oh yeah, like, he's gotta be yep. straight up. That yeah. was my thing. That he's I gotta be the running most. off the field at Michigan Stadium and like going to work, you know, or something like that. Was uh, that, that they had it too, <clears throat> and a deleted scene uh, for Wolverine to be in the blue and uh, yellow, and that they never did it. Ugh. Oh, it's because it probably looks terrible. No, it would right. look awesome. I agree, but... It would make me giggle and scream like a little schoolgirl, because I'd be like, oh my god, it happened. Just like Never that. do that again. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Whatever. Don't tell me how to live my life. Right. Squeeze. Oh, actually, they Fine, did, but if you do they it, didn't you do the blue and yellow. I take it back. It was black and yellow. Oh, but this see? looks awesome. Well, they can't see what you're looking at. <laughs> Just look it up. Okay. <laughs> look it up. You'll know... You'll, you'll see it. The computer went to sleep. Well, that's not my fault. Yes, it is. Where are we going with this again? Did we get off? The I know we haven't no, we're talking we have... about superheroes, dude. It doesn't matter what. If oh, okay. off. Ha! Number one on this list is Tom Hardy to play Wolverine. Well, yeah. Well, number that's... two is Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> number please th- happen to play the Badger. I'd, I'd rather cast Harrison Ford. <laughs> number four is Penn Badger. Penn Badger. Yeah. Really? Who's that? I can't see that. Number four is Kit Harrington. Isn't that a character yeah. from yeah. Dynasty? No, Kit Harrington. He's Game of he's, Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. He's uh, the Stark. Um, yeah. Oh, I've never watched Game of Thrones. Is he Robert John? You haven't seen Game of Thrones? John. No, I'm waiting. I don't know, still until alive. the last season. John Snow. So watch it all John Snow. That I can watch the whole thing. Dude, I also, I, can we watch it together? Sure. <laughs> uh, number five, Scott Eastwood. I'd rather have Clint Eastwood. Mm-hmm. Number six, Scott Kane. Dean Kane. No, this is Scott Kane. Uh, you would know. Where did that guy go? So you would know him. If, did you ever see Gone in sixty seconds? Yes. Sadly. You know the guy who went to the dealership to get the laser and cut keys? No. No. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've only seen that movie once. I'm not a big fan of car movies. Remember that really old? Well, anyways, movie he was. I'm not a big fan of no. Gen- uh, Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Kevin Hart. What? Right, they lost me there. I'm, I got nothing on that. Taylor Kitsch. 
Taylor, mm. he already played Gambit once. And that's it. Taylor Kitsch might be able to pull it off. Yeah, I could see that. I could almost see that. I think Tom Hardy would be great. I I, I could support Tom Hardy for that. I could see Kit Harrington do it, too. No, I think you find an unknown. Some, like, find somebody new. Mash- martial art master. <clears throat> yeah, like Mark Hamill. Like John Cena. No. Try and find like a, a, a legit tiny like. No, because every time you come on scene, somebody'd be like, "John Cena." See, that's not what I would do. I'd be like, "I can't see the actor." Uh, jokes are dead to some people in this room. Yeah, As they John Cena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John, John Cena. Oh, they're saying Aqu- the Aquaman guy could do it. Momoa. Honestly, not without, this, a, not this, without a haircut. Call Drago. This right. rendition of Tom Hardy as Wolverine doesn't look that bad. I'm not gonna lie. Is it a picture of him dressed as Wolverine on Halloween? Mm-hmm. No. Right. Yeah, from from 1992. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's six. <laughs> That's why I wish I could. Yeah. Just this, this converse on underneath on the thing TV. with the pretend foot. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to wear a coat. <laughs> right, and he's got a coat on underneath. He's got his plastic <laughs> like claws that he's holding between his fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if we, uh, what Which if we are just, just like, you know, butter knives? Yeah, yeah. just butter <laughs> knives. It's a homemade costume. And at least one spoon. Because <laughs> you ran out. Luke Evans? Luke Skywalker? Luke Evans. Maybe Luke Evans. Bob Evans? <laughs> Man, this Scott, this Scott Can guy came up back up again, too. It's Can or Con? C A A N. That's Con. That's Scott, that's Scott Con. That's James Con's uh, daughter. Yeah, Con. that's Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. <laughs> There's only one Con. Yes, only one. Well, apparently there's three. No, Scott Con. I know who you're talking about. Then you're talking about Scott Con. Yeah, and no. Charlie Hoonan. Who? Mm-hmm. They're just gonna keep putting him on movies until somebody loves him. I don't even know who that. Guy. I don't know who any of these people are. I must be out of touch. Charlie Hunt, Charlie Hunnam was in uh, Game of Thrones. There was talk about him doing um, Fifty Shades. Uh, he it was, was King in that, the King Arthur movie that was. Awful. Sons of Sons of Anarchy. Lost City of Z, which was also awful. I mean, they're just their box office bombs. So, who's your least favorite superhero? Who are you asking? Whoever wants to go first. Danon. Put me, you on the spot. Give me time. All, All right. right. So, Pete, you're up. All right. My least favorite superhero is Plastic Man. Hmm. He's not funny. He, like, turns himself into chairs and cups and, like, scares people and then attacks them with his dopey face. And every one of those chairs has an erection. It's ridiculous. And every one of those chairs has an erection. And Does it really? Oh, yeah. making that up? Oh, yeah. He's Plastic Man. He can have the biggest one ever. Right. Super rapey vibe. Oh, yeah. Like, if you look at some old Plastic Man comic books, they're really wrong in a lot of ways. And I just, I hate him as a character. And and it hurts me to say this, but Gail Simone is writing his comic right now, and usually she's awesome, but it's really bad. Usually she's awesome. She's the one that really remade Deadpool, in my opinion. But Plastic Man? Never could stand him. He's really annoying. He's always, like, everybody's flying, he's always floating by as a hot air balloon. You know, just really, just really comic-y. Like, I said comic-y. And Where does he find the Really hot cartoony air? and dorky. I don't know. I just dislike him. Like farts helium or something? Yeah, then... like I, I just want to punch him. And the worst part is if you did, he wouldn't feel it anyways. He'd just stretch away. Yeah, I can see how you don't like this guy, but I guess I've never... 
He never appeased to me, so I never bothered to read his oh, comics. So until you said his name, I didn't know that Plastic Man was a thing. Yeah. Are yeah, you... no, terrible. Oh. It's Mr. Fantastic, only shittier. Yes, thank you. Because he's my least favorite. That's Like, funny. I have no use for you, Stretcher Armstrong. Sorry. You can go now. Now, now the most annoying... No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one step far. The most annoying was pre-middle 80s, like pre-85 Invisible Woman. From the Fantastic Four, and that's partly because Lee wrote her like this scared woman with one power that she can turn invisible, and she always got captured, we'll and she was pretty turn, much which, which turned herself invisible every time because she was so. She was, she was the damsel in distress. She was always the damsel in distress. Because I was, gonna, I was gonna, like the basically the Fantastic Four are like they, they mean nothing to me because um, I'm not bothered about her. I'm not bothered with the thing either. I like the thing because he's more of a, a tragic hero, but. Yeah, anyways, the Invisible Woman, she was subservient to men, and that was what Lee wrote. Well, that was the 80s. Yeah, well, well it's 70s, 60s and 70s. 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah. It was, but she was just really annoying. <clears throat> but when they actually wrote, gave her a personality and gave her some kind of power that was cool, she was a pretty decent character, starting in 85 on up. But before that, annoying. Okay. I'll jump on that bandwagon. Of Mr. Fantastic being terrible, but only because he, he didn't use his powers as much as you could. Cause, okay. I don't know, because he was like a nice guy, and he was always, yeah, just a Stretch Armstrong thing. But, I mean, really, he could just shove his fingers into your brain, like, whenever he wants. Like That that right. that superpower could get super dark. And I, that would be an interesting. Well, that was just like invisible. Woman. So it's like I'm gonna get myself. Yeah, you know, I'm thirsty, so I'm just gonna sit here and go get myself a drink at the same time. I mean, you know. Right. Well, eventually they did an Invisible Woman where she could make force fields inside people and explode them out. Well, and yeah. I was thinking that uh, of revising my favorite superhero just because of one episode actually of a newer X Men cartoon where Kitty Pride accidentally being so silly forgets her toothbrush in the beast as she's like running late to class and i was like holy shit that would be amazing you could do the most just messed up stuff to people all the time like you got a sack full of grenades and you're just running around planting them in people's (laughs) chests like holy crap and they can't shoot you you just like wandering through the walls just screwing everybody up oh my god that's so dark didn't that happen in pirates of the caribbean where she stuck that bomb in his chest and yeah yeah, that's true. When they yeah. were in the moonlight, yeah. yeah, yeah. She has one of the most sad tales too, because of how she had to like try and save the world by riding that cosmic bullet or whatever it was. Oh she, yeah, oh, she had yeah. a cosmic bullet. She had a giant bullet, and she had to basically grab and latch onto it and keep it phased forever, because if it hit anything, it would destroy the universe. Basically, so she had to keep it phased. Huh. Yeah. And nobody could help her, like, slow it down or something? I don't remember how it ever ended. I just remember one of those things. It was one of those top ten oddball things that happened, and that was one of them. And that's just the end of her story? Like, right now she's just out there hanging on to that? Oh, ball? no. No, no. no it's, it's, they ended that part. She had a thing with Star-Lord for a while. Yeah, her oh, and Star-Lord okay. are, uh... But, well, because Colossus was dead. Oh. He rebound, though. And, uh, well, now that he's back and stuff, so... Because they all come back. All right, Nixon. Colossus. That was kind of like my voiceover voice. Did you hear that? That was kind of sweet. <clears throat> it still sounds like a dick. <laughs> well, that guy does sound I like that. I see what you did there. I didn't even try to do that one. 
He didn't know he did it. I didn't even know. I'll take it, though. Stumble puns. Um, so I have a tie again for my least favorite superheroes. Okay. What are your least favorite superheroes? <laughs> Superman. Let's just roll out the Batman. red carpet for you on this one. You hate Superman and Batman? You hate the most powerful and probably the least powered? Yeah, I hate them both. You don't like you you don't you don't like the extremes. No, I just don't like either one of them. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just it's a very unpopular opinion. It is because they're very popular characters, and I just neither one of them I care for. Although I wonder, does anyone actually like Superman anymore? You have to write him correctly, and it's really hard to write a guy that's seriously overpowered correctly. There are some that have done it where the storylines have been no pretty conflict. good. There's no challenge. Well, that's the thing. You have to make the right. challenge. That's, that, that, I mean, it's hard to come up with something like that. That's why it's so hard to write. It is. You know, and they, they do it better in Dragon Ball because you're just always looking for the next strongest opponent or whatever to almost beat you. Oh, you also in the Highlander. Right. It can only be one. Right. No, I just never really got... That's due for a reboot, it seems like. Highlander? Yeah, yeah Agreed. Never really got into it. Do you guys remember the series? Yeah. It was pretty good. Mm. That's actually what I remember more than the movies. Oh, Sean Connery in the mm. movies. Hmm. Especially Highlander 2. But, Is uh, that the quickening? I, I also have to say, though, I'm not really a fan of DC. I, I never, love DC. I never was really big on DC Comics. I was more <clears throat> of a Marvel kid. Nope, I, I hated Marvel for a long time. The only things I collect from Marvel now... I used to collect a lot of it. I don't even touch X-Men. I haven't touched X-Men since probably 2004. Did you see the time travel one where they brought the original X-Men to the future? That's one of the things that I hated. And I almost dropped Spider-Man um, because I have... But I didn't because I have so very many of them. I felt like I would be doing myself a disservice if I stopped collecting it. It was weird. Um, and Daredevil... And I just started doing that when when Doctor Strange rebooted. I just started picking that back up. But for a time there, recently, DC pretty much story wise, not movies or movies are terrible, but comic book storylines have been excellent. Because Jeff Johns has been doing a great job. He did it with Flash, and I have his whole Flash run. And I have well, Flash is another one where I have just a ton of. But um, the whole Green Lantern recent storylines have been fantastic just outstanding with the whole different spectrum of light that they've introduced has been really really good batman has been um batman's dark like daredevil's daredevil's kind of marvel's batman um except for he does kind of have a superpower but they're both dark and gritty and batman's been pretty dark and gritty and um the robins have been written really well Especially Tim Drake and the new Robin. They've been well done. I've always appreciated the Robin character of Batman. And, I mean, I don't, like, hate Batman to the point where I won't read anything or watch anything about Batman. Because I I really don't think I have any superheroes that I would do that to. But, in general. So. But, yeah. But in my opinion, DC has been um, far superior at storytelling than Marvel. Marvel Marvel does... I mean, DC does it too. Too many reboots. I'm sick of the reboots. Like, And too many... Cr- 
crossovers. And Marvel is the king of crossover. Everything's a crossover. And I hate it. I want to read Daredevil because I want to read about Daredevil. Right on. I don't want to read about another Civil War, which is where I stopped pretty much collecting Marvel because Civil War was such a terrible idea. I liked it. I enjoyed it at least. All right, so we'll, one last question on the superhero topic, and we'll go around the room real quick. Who is your favorite supervillain? Ken, do you want to start that off? Egghead. <laughs> yes. As played by who? As played by Vincent Price. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for the sheer absurdity. Yes, I love it. Danon? Uh, probably Magneto. Right on. It just seems like that would be... Like a lot of fun, and he's just yeah one of those ridiculous. Magneto in the comic books, yes. Magneto in the movies, no. No, no not the movies. There's one. Sir comic Ian book. McKellen, yes, please. In the cartoon, I guess, where they ended up at like Asteroid M, and then at one point they like tried to kill him, and he falls down through the the magnetosphere of the the Earth and is like supercharged because of it, and it's like ah oh, yeah, it'd be so much you could do in that planet, right. What about you, Pete? Well, um, strangely enough, my favorite villains are X-Men villains, um, particularly the 90s um, Apocalypse. No, good choice. And the 80s Mr. Sinister. Mm. You know, cool designs, cool characters, cool backstories. Um, And this was, of course, when X-Men was being written extremely well um, by Chris Claremont. And Claremont did a hell of a job in his X-Men run through the 80s, basically putting them back on the map in many ways. Right. And his Mr. Sinister, and then when you got into the 90s, I forget who was writing him in the 90s when the reboot happened, but Apocalypse was outstandingly written, and he had his seven horsemen that were really cool. So yeah, that was uh, those were probably my two favorite villains of all time. I'd have to go with Magneto as my favorite super villain so all right so last today we'll play the uh voting game got 10 questions for everybody we're gonna pick who in the room you would say is that person ken pete (laughs) you guys are funny okay let's do this who has a secret crush on someone in the room (laughs) everybody on pete pete Wait, are you saying that I have a crush on somebody? Or you have a crush on Pete? No, I'm professing my undying love for Pete. Oh, Oh, okay. Okay. I was going to say Ken. That you're crushing on Ken? No, I was going to say he has the one. he has has the the crush. Yeah, he has the crush. Not so secret anymore, big boy. No, well, for secret crush now, it would be Dana. Secret. (laughs) See, he agrees. Who are you picking, Dana? Uh, Yeah, me. I'm my secret crush. You, You are your own crush? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Ken too. Ken has the secret crush. <laughs> what do you got next? Uh, who would who would be the first person to stand up for someone that is being picked on? Ooh, I say Ken. I would say I would say Ken. I guess if we're if we're qualifying by first, but I don't feel like anyone in this room wouldn't stand up for someone who was yeah, being picked on. Right. That was gonna be hard. I would. I think everybody in here would immediately put a stop to that or try to i probably wouldn't 
You don't think so? <laughs> okay. No. Everybody but Jonathan. Some, some men just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> uh, who should give up the wheel when they need to parallel park? I'm going with Danon. I'm great at parallel parking. Yeah, Danon's like the parallel parking king. Like, if, if everything was meant, like, if everything was on your ability to parallel park, he would be a millionaire. Yeah. He would be the Donald Trump of parallel parking. <laughs> So he'd have a lot of tax evasions. <laughs> he would have given his. He would have been given his parallel parking skills. Right, evaded the taxes, grabbed a pussy, and parked that car. That's how I work. <laughs> wow! Oh, that went fast. That's how I work. I'm Pete, who are you picking? <laughs> what was the question again? Oh, parallel parking. Who needs to, Who needs to give up the wheel when they need the parallel park? I'm gonna go with me. <laughs> Yourself? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with me. All right, Ken. Who's your pick? In the face of that, I gotta agree with Pete. Though. There you, you go, go with Pete. He All seems right. like you'd be a terrible parker. Oh, I'm a terrible parker. You gotta move on him quick. I, I, I would expect Pete to be a better parker. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 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 man! Get out that of here! That was perfect. Oh, it wasn't. Uh, which one of us eats sushi with a fork? I'm gonna say Jonathan. I'm say I'm looking at John. You look like it. You just make the trifecta and say it's me too. No, it's me. Are you? Oh, you eat sushi with a fork. Is, I, I've done both, but I have actually eaten sushi with a fork. What do you prefer if you had both? Well, there? Chester. Okay. The one piece of sushi I've ever ate was with a fork. So. There you go. <laughs> I knew it was that guy. Mm-hmm. Who drinks whiskey in their coffee at work? Jonathan. Whiskey, not cocaine. Right. Right. <laughs> oh, wait. Jonathan's cocaine. Um, Danon. What was Jägermeister? <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. It's Danon. terrible. It's totally Danon. Yeah, Danon. You're going with Danon? Yeah. He's, he, he, he's, he's the oppressed one. Yeah. Well, I don't have to agree with that one. Uh, which one of us has the least amount of respect for authority? Authorita? Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. We're a team, bitch. <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, it's got to be. Um, oh, it's got to be Jonathan or Danon. Hmm. Danon does hate him some authority. <clears throat> I, I must say. Yeah, because it's like a general respect. It's not exactly who follows the law. I'm, I'm gonna say I usually am the authority. So. Yeah, I'm gonna say Danon. I'm gonna go with Danon. And, and it's all. It's been very. It's very clear to me that Jonathan has no respect for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would be right. Uh, who had the most serious relationship in kindergarten? Danon. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. It's got to be Little Ken. It's got to right. be Little Ken. Look at the smile on his face. Yeah. Ear to ear, it's Little, little Ken. Little five-year-old Ken did have a four-year-old girlfriend from next door. See? Wait, Robin yeah. the Cradle. <laughs> uh, which one of us would try to talk down the price of Girl Scout cookies? <laughs> I'm going to say he's a cheap bastard. I'm going to say Jonathan. I'm going to say Jonathan. <laughs> but the splurging on cocaine. Well, that's why I... Okay, that makes sense. That's why I got to talk to... Co- right, the co- yeah. That's right. Correct. Okay, Cost okay. Priority, spending priorities, yeah. Uh, who is most... So this is a trick question, I think. Uh, who is most frequently awake at 4 a.m.? Most frequently awake at 4 a.m.? Jonathan. And I know this to be true. And it's not his fault. Right. Uh, yeah, Jonathan. Yeah? Let's hear it. I was going to say Ken. Because it's like, am I awake because I haven't gone to bed yet? Or am I awake because... You're getting up early. I got up early. Doesn't matter. Either way, you're awake at four. I say it's you. Or get up to pee. I'm frequently <laughs> awake at 4 a.m. for exactly that reason. <laughs> I'm gonna, see, that's why I want to say Ken. 
And I think Ken's an early riser. But I'm more like a, I'm more like a five a.m. person to be if I'm if I'm if I'm getting up early. I'm more like five a.m. than four. Yeah. See, getting up like on a normal day for me would be like one. Really, you sleep till one? But I don't go to bed till four. So you're up at you four. You don't go to bed till four. <laughs> By <laughs> your own admission, you're, you're the one. I know, but, but that's why I think it's a trick question, though. Up already or up still? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of like, uh, what's one is it going to be? It's, it's a set up. It is. Yeah. Set up. Who's, who's most likely to be up? That's you. Which one of us is going to live the longest? Danan. No, don't look at me. It's going to be Danan. We're counting minutes on that. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going back to segment one? I'm going to say Danan. He's the healthiest. No. What'd you pick, Ken? I'm sorry? Wh- who's it? Who? Which one of us is gonna live the longest? Oh God, it's not gonna be me. Probably Damon. Damon. Yeah, my family does not have a, a long history of of old men, old women, but no. So that's why you're gonna live the longest. I think it's gonna be <laughs> Pete. What? Yep, I think Pete's gonna one who's gonna live. I'll live all of us. He's having a heart attack right oh, now. I am. Look at this gray <laughs> heart attack. Right Gray hair doesn't mean you're going to die early. He's been having a stroke oh. for the last three hours. Yeah, I used to be smart. I'm sorry. That's a terrible joke. <sighs> All right, guys. Well, we hope you had fun listening this week, and we'll catch you next time.